right, everybody, it's the Audi 84 Show live here from quarantine. Who knows how many weeks it's been, but it's been several months. Episode 154, as always, Adam DeMellet to the left of me. If you uh, were just tuning in, you just missed an exclusive pre-show interview with uh, Joey P. He uh, came and gone and didn't want no part of the show, and I don't blame him, because uh, tonight it's going to get a little interesting. Is that so? Yeah, and it's unfortunate for Joey P too, because like I said before, he looks like some a kid who used to give me a hard time in high school. Which mm. is why every time I see Joey P, I don't I don't like looking at him because I just for no apparent reason, for no reason, just want to like I just get angry. Yes, to that to some everyone, we were just talking some fantasy football for our league. It's getting very competitive this time of year, and uh, earlier in the season, Adam had called out former champion from several years ago, Joey P. He didn't want to see him winning. And this is coming from the defending champion, the Naked Chefs, Adam yes. Mallet. So, yes. So nobody, I, I, I put myself up there, too. Nobody should want me to win either. Why would you want re, someone repeating? You shouldn't want to dethrone that person. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. In, in a, obviously, not a dickish manner. I mean that in a fun, competitive way. You it, know? Is, it is a fun, competitive football league out there. I can yeah. tell you, we do have a good time. Uh, hopefully, once COVID's over, we all can get together and uh and enjoy ourselves in a physical manner. But uh, Come at me. Take who me knows when that's going to happen? Uh, you just joining us here live. Uh, <coughs> we have three guests tonight. Oh, um, joining us throughout the next, uh, say, hour, hour and a half or so. Uh, first coming up uh, in a few minutes is going to be a Chelsea native, uh, Magno Garcia, who has just released his new symbol, Parallel to Hell. He is a rapper. It was just kind of continues with our theme of rappers that we had last episode. Uh, at eight fifty, we have Eddie. I think it's Edheem. Does that sound right? He's a conservative uh, Trump supporter, and he also called out Kingface for uh, spreading HIV to many women. Kingface now dead. That would be interesting to hear. All right, I'm just looking. I have this like weird fruit fly problem going yeah. on, and I have no fucking idea where they're coming from. No idea. I have cleaned everything. I have nothing going on. That's fruit. I have. I don't know what's going on. I can tell you who they're not coming from. I guess at the nine thirty hour, porn star Penny Barber will be joining us. You hope they're not coming from her. Let's hope not. We'll see. We'll talk about her. She does some unique uh, film styles, uh, a lot different than we've had in the past, and uh, it'll be very interesting to get into uh, some of that and find out exactly where she was coming from when she decided to do such of the such films um there was there's there, i gotta just point out there i'm not gonna give too much away because when i talk to her a lot of strap-ons i'm gonna leave it at that a lot of strap-ons and not just with dudes with like chicks too which very honest yeah she's, yeah, she's so, all over the place yeah so that'll be very interesting to find out about uh upcoming uh later on the show so she's, a, she's a milf so that means she's got kids Right. Well, so isn't that I mean, is she taking that character on or is like maybe just she's at that age now? Because like we figured out she's what, 35, 36. So maybe in the porn industry, once you hit a certain age, you like it's like boxing when you like drop a weight class. When you know, like in porn, when you get older, you enter a new classification, maybe perhaps. I don't know. We'll find out. We have plenty of questions to ask her in a bit. Um but first, we weren't on last week because I was uh, dealing with Uncle Sam, and uh, we took a week off. But it was our first week off uh, since February, so I would say we did. We went pretty damn strong. 
Uh, yeah, we did. We think we took a week off, and we took the first week of March off when I moved because we didn't have the studio set up yet. But that was the last time we took a I think we were on pace to hitting uh, almost uh, every week this year. So I think uh, that's pretty impressive considering the fact it's taken us uh, so many years to hit 154 episodes. But I do... I do digress. Actually, but some of our episodes we recorded in the same night. We did multiple episodes in the same night. So that yeah, so our numbers true. were buffing a little bit. So it might actually work out to be an episode a day or whatever. But um, we, we're going to talk about it last week. We should talk about it now. Um, the Paris Hilton uh, documentary. We <laughs> Adam, you've watched it, right, as myself? Yes, so I watched it. Yeah. Um, for those who have not watched it, I suggest you do watch it. You can get it free on uh, YouTube. It's circulating on there. And Netflix, <coughs> is, is Netflix carrying it too, or is it just? No, it's not. No, I thought you. they were gonna. Yeah, so if, if you Google the Paris Hill uh, documentary, it's you get a free version of it somewhere on YouTube. I guess you originally you had to pay for this, pay for it, or whatever. But now it's there's so many bootleg versions of it. You can get one. Yeah, um, no, there's there's one from her channel on YouTube. She's got two versions. There's the regular version, the extended cut, which is 15 minutes longer. Okay. I don't need that shit. Yeah, no. The one regular does. one is fine. Yeah, you know. I uh I watched it and I told you about it and uh, I was um infuriated. The it the it, the enragement of this documentary. Um, frankly, basically what it does, it's like, hey, I'm Paris. I was putting on this act for the last. 20 years i'm not really like this and then she gets on to about how this is the type of person i am i want to be a billionaire yada 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 all this stuff and then she's like getting all her cronies to like support her like yeah she's a really smart girl she's a really her sister's like she's just like everybody else really she eats leftovers which is the weirdest (laughs) thing yeah she likes leftovers and she likes wearing sweatpants that was just like us she's just like us yes but except like us my sweatpants (laughs) cost five dollars at target her sweatpants probably cost $150 at Victoria, or some, I wouldn't even say Victoria's Secret. probably some other place that's all tweeny-tweeny. But, so the, the, the documentary's about me, 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 where have I been for the last few years, for the first half hour, right, you would say. And then it takes a weird, weird turn. But before we get to that, there was one thing about her childhood that was brought up that I'm like, how would you even do that? Because they were talking about how she was kind of like a boy mm. and mischievous. And at one time, when she was little, like like seven years old, she bought a monkey and set it loose in the house. Yes. Where does a seven-year-old even fucking buy a monkey? And well, yes. And how does one know how to in, get in touch with someone who may sell said monkey? I know. That's bullshit. I was, I was watching the entire thing the entire time, and I just call it bullshit the entire time because basically, it was it's she hasn't obviously she hasn't been in the news in a while, right? We haven't we haven't heard from her in a long, long time. Um, so to be frank with you. We uh, she kind of disappeared a little bit, so now she's like figures she do this little movie and people will watch it. And we're talking about her, right? I mean, she's not bad looking. Like here's the thing: like I always thought she was kind of cute myself. Um, you know, but better now than she's ever looked, I think. Actually, yeah, she actually she she she's one of those girls who look better with some meat on their bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, some girls just need to put an extra twenty pounds on to kind of fill themselves out a little bit, so they don't look like they're like you know, mama. Uh, I was gonna say who's the one uh, who died from anorexia. The Coppinas, Karen um, Coppina, yeah, Karen Coppina for yeah, the Coppinas, yeah, you yeah. don't want that look, we, we're not digging that look, no, uh, some guys like that 85 and bone look with rib cage. No, no, I don't want to see cheekbones, I don't want to yeah. see rib cage, no, nope, I don't want that. Some guys are into that, not me, I can tell you. I don't want to see myself in them when I'm having sex with them. That's right, you know, it's like that, that glow worm effect, you don't want to see yeah, that, you know, something Ugh. from like an alien movie, you can see it moving around, it's like, wow, yeah. wow, wow. 
So we get halfway into the documentary, and it takes a dark, dark turn. Now they 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 tease the documentary in a sense that like she was like raped or molested or like uh, kidnapped or you know diddled. <coughs> so I'm watching and thinking, oh my god, was she like raped when she was younger or diddled when she was younger? I'm like, all right, now I'm intrigued. And then it finds out that she was just a bratty kid. And where rich bratty kids go when their parents don't want to discipline them or even try to be a parent, they send them to these reform schools, basically, where glorified fancy camps, right? That's what he made of it, right? That's what I made of it. It's a fancy camp to throw your kids away and have someone else deal with their problems. So they, her parents did that with a bunch of other rich kids who were sucky human beings at the time. And uh, as any rich uh, um, place that takes a lot of money from rich people that their parents don't really care, they get away with a lot more stuff than you would ordinarily at a place where you couldn't do that away. And what did she say? They had a, she had a mop floors and she had a fold clothes. No, like, it was, dude, it was worse than that. Dude, that school is no joke, though. Like, the thing is, what, what, the, there was the last, I would say, 20 minutes of it is meaningful because if all this school was like, beyond just punishing kids dude there was some fucked up shit going on the provo school yeah yeah like, they were like throwing kids naked in the cells like locking them up in confinement in the dark like they were doing some shit some of these allegations are fucked up and we're not talking like two people saying this we're talking like uh like a little over a dozen you know what i mean it's yeah. growing you know this, this school is fucked there was some know? stuff i would i would agree i agree 100 the school's fucked so she had the right to uh what am i doing over here the first day of the new car she had the right the way to. It was just angled. Like, yeah. hey, Paris is the one coming out with all this. She's gonna save us. Like that pisses me off. But like, the the information of all of it is is fine, you know, because it's true. Yeah, I mean, it is true. The information was right. I would agree. But you know, she was just doing it because she wanted the attention. And what happened yeah. was, it was funny because she, remember she said in the documentary that she wasn't planning on making the documentary about this. So I think what happened was she was filming this documentary and the guy who was producing it was probably like, I got nothing here. This is 30 minutes of garbage. What am I going to, how are we going to, what are we doing with this? You're basically making a uh, infomercial on yourself saying, you know, it's bad. Let's throw in some abuse at a summer camp. You know, let's, 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 let's get deep into your uh, secrets and uh, how bad things are. Right. Which they did. And we watched and uh, I'll be honest with you. It, I, I mean, I, I want to watch it again just because uh, I'm very curious of uh, some, <coughs> some details I may have missed during so it. What was up with her laptop collection? She just doesn't throw them out because she's afraid of people getting a hold of the information on them. Was that it? So what I concluded from that, she has. Yes. Yeah, so every time she has a new boyfriend, she gets a new laptop because her boyfriend steal her laptops, which I go. Well, who's putting information in the laptops? Wouldn't you just have like a thumb drive or, or like an ex external hard drive that you could put in a safe? Like I have an external hard drive that I keep in a safe, right? Paris Hilton doesn't. That's smart, man. <laughs> and then, but what kind of information are you keeping on these hard drives? Like you, you, you're not working for Apple. You don't have the formula for the next iPhone on that thing, right? Well, you have some pictures. You might just be paranoid too. I mean, when you're 19 and have sex and your video gets put on a video on, on, and the world to see, I'd be a little bit paranoid too, maybe. What was it called? You know? One Night in Paris? Do you ever see the One Night yeah. in Paris? Yeah. I own it. You own it, yeah. I've, I've watched I clips it. of it. I mean, hey, listen. If you want to borrow it, I'll let you borrow it. It's more, uh, you know, maybe, we should, maybe we should do a, 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 a uh, an episode where we screen and we do some commentary over it so we can get into details. Would be a lot of sensor bars. Would you say it was a uh, 
a Scorsese type uh, film. I know. Like what was the like? I all I remember is like really amateur angles and like like grainy like VHS style tape. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but I do technically own it because you know I would do when it came out. How old were we? Well, like, well, I mean, what that happened? Ten years, uh, fifteen years ago, it came out maybe. Yeah, so I was, I, I was curious. Twenty one. And I remember uh, Tower Records was going out of business, and they had a huge markdown sale, and that was something that was marked down, so I picked it up. Yeah. I mean, we all seen that. You seen the Tommy Lee Jones video? Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee video. No, but I don't. Oh, oh and Pamela. Yeah, I don't want to see the Tommy Lee Jones video. Oh God, I don't. <laughs> How bad would that be? I'm Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm wrinkled. Can't find my balls. I don't know where they went. Tommy Lee Jones. I was in the fugitive. Um. Yeah, Tommy Lee and uh. And, yeah, uh, on a boat. Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I yeah. seen the boat video. And then yeah. you, we had the. Uh, Do you ever see the um? The uh, what's a Kardashian movie? The the BJ from Ray J. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called though. The name of it. I don't even think it was like, it was like I don't even think it was a lot of footage from what I this from what I remember. I think it was like maybe like five minutes. I remember watching it, but I don't yeah. know how long it was. Now you're telling me. Here's the thing too. We're talking like 15 years ago, where like the cameras and stuff were a lot bigger and a lot more obvious. You're telling me you don't know there's a camera filming you. Well, uh, Paris Hilton, she knew, she knew there was. Oh, yeah. She was just yeah, she, she was just stupid. No one's going to see this. My boyfriend's not going to show this. But what's really fucked up is the guy that she was with, what was his name, Rick Solomon, I think? Sounds about right. He yeah. ended up, like, banging Pamela Anderson, banging. He's banged, like, a ton of celebrity women after that. So, I yeah, I think you're right. I think that was his gateway. Like, he got into one, and now he could just kind of make his way. Now I'll... he's a professional poker player. Okay. Um, he probably made see, good oh, money. Got... Off the video, I would imagine, right? Probably. Um, he's been with he's been with Shannon Doherty, Pamela Anderson, Elizabeth oh, Daly. Wow, um, he's getting how yeah. old? And how old is he? He was like older than her, right? Like way older when the like ten oh. years older. Yeah, he's now. Uh, he's fifty-two now. Holy shit! Damn, and how old is she? She's probably what our age, right? Paris Hilton. I think she's like 36, maybe 35. 39. Paris Hilton's 39, really? I didn't know she was that old. February 17th, actually, a few days. She had her birthday is a couple of days before mine. February 17th. Oh, she's a couple. She's a year older. Wait, 81. So. Yeah. Interesting, huh? February thought, 17th, 1981. I thought she was quite younger than that. Well, well, she's not bad for 40 years old. I guess she looks pretty good. I guess, huh? Yeah. She also hasn't popped out a kid. That's probably why too. That adds That's stress right. to your. She doesn't have the extra, the extra mileage on that vehicle, yeah. you know what I mean? That it's is strange. true. And I think her days of she talks about having kids in the video, but we all we all can be honest with her that her days of uh, producing a child are uh, running running out quite fast. You know. Let's face it: if she has a kid, the kid's going to end up like Eric Clapton's kid. Okay, it's going to crawl God. out of a window. Jesus, all right, terrible. It's true. That's what's going to happen. Poor, what was a oh, poor kid? I mean. Uh, well, I I even say it's not the kid's fault. It's the the, the nanny. What a shitty nanny! It's, it's the parents' fault for not paying fucking attention. Well, That's he wasn't. He wasn't there. It was the nanny. Exactly. Watching. You should be there. You're the parent. He was recording. He was recording music. Children, family first. I guess so. Take the kids to the recording studio with you. Yeah, the poor kid was Ooh, like, no what, what, sh what shitty babysitter is like letting a kid just crawl up into a window and fall out? Well, can we agree that would probably would happen, our kid? Probably. Oh yeah, I mean something, that something like that. Yeah, watch the kid uh, grow up to be the the cure of cancer. 
Here's the thing, too. Have you ever seen her in that movie, House of Wax? Uh, Yeah, years ago. I think I had one run-in of that movie partially put together, and that was about it. I do have to say, um, (coughs) another thing I want to point out about that video was the uh, poor me from The Millionaires with the, uh, the mother, right? So, if you don't know anything about the Hilton family, they're obviously, they're the, Hil- they're the hotels, right? So, the, so it was it Paris's great-grandfather was the uh, founder of the Hilton Hotels. And um, basically, the women that the Hiltons had married, the guys, are pretty much trash. So, I think, like, Paris's mother was, like, a washed-up actress. She was, like, her, so was she sisters with the uh, two from uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills? Um, whatever the hell their names are. There's two sisters on the Housewives of Beverly Hills that she's like, she's sisters. And they were actresses. So the whole family were actresses, but they came from like nothing. They were like, the mother was like one of those like uh, pageant moms making these girls act. So anyways, they act and whatever like that. And they get into the, and then, you know, Hilton marries there and make Paris and all that stuff. But when you uh, get down to the uh, brass tats, uh, tats, bra- brass tacks, if you will. Yeah, brass, yeah. There's the same no one said in about 30 years. Um. Basically, she made it sound like that she was like, well, there were seven kids and only the four got part of the company. And they didn't get any millions. We didn't, yeah, <laughs> but when you when you think when you break it down, yes, there was like seven kids and the, the first four became workers. They became like um, on the board of the hotel. Right. Because you can't have all seven people running the hotel. So I think the, the oldest took it over and the other ones just got millions of dollars. So for doing nothing. So in that, so I, I, I don't want to, like, how do you even spin that? How do you even say like, oh, poor me, we, we couldn't do anything. And you yeah. tell me the businesses they run weren't funded by the money from the hotel at some point or another, the trust fund that was set up for them, perhaps. They shouldn't have brought that up at all. That, that looked bad. That was really terrible. bad. Terrible. Oh, poor me. Oh, we didn't, we weren't handed the millions, the billions or whatever they're worth. And there's no way in hell she's becoming a billionaire. That's outrageous. But that didn't make any sense to me. Remember, she was like, I'll go on vacation when I make a million dollars. She's made over a million dollars, right? Remember yeah. she said that? And her entire life is a vacation, essentially. I like, uh, they, I love how, like, when you, like, like Kim Kardashian's, oh, I work so hard. I work so hard. Oh, taking pictures. I'm taking, I'm, someone's taking a picture of me. I'm working so hard. I know, I know, I know. That sounds stupid, but in a way... It, if you think about it, like they're constantly on and they have to like be PR and they can't talk stupid and they can't like shut anything off and they're constantly in that sense. Yeah, I guess so. But that it's would not, annoy me after a fucking but, while. But it's not like they're working in a fucking oil, Derek. Fucking, sure. you know, having to yes. turn that wrench and make sure the oil doesn't spill it everywhere. Right? Or they're welding an engine at, at uh, General Electric. You know what I mean? It's like. There's it, it's one way to like be dramatic about work. Like, yeah, I could see her being like, yeah, I'm exhausted. I was taking pictures all day. Oh, you know that. You shit. know what part? Sorry, you know what part fucking infuriated me? Yeah. When she's on the fucking in her car and her purse spills and all like the hundred dollar bills spill out oh, on yeah. the fucking floor. That was and very. She's like, oh, and they had to show her picking it all up, like all that fucking money. And like, who's carrying on cash these days too? Like, you think like, I mean, yeah, you. Okay, yeah, because you're like an old man. <laughs> you like my grandfather. He goes to the bank at the end of the week and gets his allowance out of the checking account. I save eight pences. Yeah. No, but like, but like someone like, like we just go to ATM and like take out like a thousand dollars. Like you don't have that. You know, you're not making, you don't work in a job where you're getting cash. Like if any jobs you're working, you're getting a check and it's getting into your checking account. 
I mean, that just seemed very, uh, it, it just, it just, I, I don't understand the angle of the video. Unless you're a drug dealer. Yeah, unless you're a drug dealer. Yeah, then it's all cash business. <laughs> unless some drug dealers take, take, unless some drug dealers take Venmo. I know boogies that take Venmo. There was this guy I used to work with who used to bet on like women's curling on a Tuesday night. Like he would bet on any sport that was going on. And he'd, he would have to Venmo his uh, bookie because it was just before, like, online sports betting and stuff. This was, like, five years ago. He would do it through his bookie who lived in New Jersey. And he would, his, his New Jersey guy would put the bets in for him and take a percentage. Fucking oh, that's crazy. A degenerate. That's yeah. a fucking degenerate. Oh, yeah. He yeah, spent that's... hundreds of dollars. I, I watched him lose hundreds of dollars in a matter of minutes. He'd be betting on, like, pitches. Like, now, do you know that the daily fantasy sport, like, I think New Hampshire and Rhode Island, you could do it on, like, DraftKings or whatever. You could actually bet pitch by pitch. On like baseball games, oh, and like play, I believe it. I like there's options to bet on plays or like the over under and how many passing plays for a football game and stuff like you like really minute breakdowns of like the games, like all these like side bets and stuff like this. I mean, you could be a real and you could you have to load up like a credit card, like you have to use a credit card or a debit card to load money onto it. So you could be a like a real, you know, delinquent and fucking max out your credit card and bet on I don't know like women's and WNBA. I feel like the only way I could ever get like that is if I was a billionaire and I was bored. Yeah, because if I money think of this, I can't, I can't afford to spend that kind of money right now at yeah. all, ever. So, but if I was bored and I was a billionaire, I'd probably gamble on stupid shit too. There's nothing I hate more than losing money gambling. Like that's why when I go to a casino, Sucks. like I go to Vegas, I'll spend a week out there. I'll probably spend twenty dollars in the machine. I do the old yeah. put the twenty dollar in, get my free drink, take the twenty dollars yep. out. You know what I mean? So, and I just move my way around the casino that way. Which is, it's not even worth it because by the time she comes over, it, it takes you like 10 minutes. And then by the time she comes back, it could be 25 minutes. I remember sitting there waiting for a beer for 25 minutes. And I'm yeah. like, for what? I'm like, I'm tipping the same price I could have walked to the bar and got the beer for. You know what I mean? Or the convenience I store. I remember playing the best way to maximize your money on the cheap if you just want to drink is dollar roulette at Circus Circus. I remember yeah. playing 10 20 bucks lasted me. For like three hours and like five drinks it oh, was great yeah absolutely those smaller casinos pff, all yeah. day long <laughs> like uh there's a casino royale which is like three casinos down or two casinos down from like uh, the flamingo uh you go into there not the flamingo uh, the harris rather you go into there and they have like two dollar well drinks so i nice. go in there and i'll grab like three and then i'll walk back down to harris and just hang out in there and do as i do you know, yeah. so it's uh we're supposed to have uh, Magno was supposed to meet us again. This is this would be week three. He blew us off. So uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say uh, he's probably okay. not going to join us. What do you think? <coughs> See, I, I, here's the thing. Penny is probably going to join us because the person we're in cahoots with. Yeah. has been pretty good about sending us people. I agree. Uh, what about what's, much later. what's the over under on Eddie? He's supposed to join oh, us man, in about I, 20 I want to minutes. talk to him so bad, too. Yeah. And 20, I don't know. 20 minutes, Eddie Ahim should be joining us here on the ID84 show. And uh, let's, well, might as well just give the whole description for him. Eddie is a uh, gay black conservative that supports President Trump, regularly calls out hypocrisy among conservatives, and has recently exposed social media influencer King Face, who passed away from spreading HIV to multiple women. Do you know who King Face is? Are you familiar with the King Face? I am not, but I'm looking it up. So, a social media influencer, which has to be the biggest bullshit job I ever heard in my life. But, um, 
Oh my god. What? What? Is this, is this bad? No, I'm just looking at him. He looks just like an asshole. He looks like an asshole. He's dead now. Huh. I think he got the HIV. Well, he had the HIV. He just gave it to a bunch of people. I think it caught up to him. Like purposely. Like on purpose? Yeah, like I don't think he told him. I think that was the deal. What a fucking piece of shit. He was like uh, Roberto Alma. Or uh, who's the guy with two and a half men who got fired? Like Polly Sheen? Poly, yeah, it was like, yeah, Polly Sheen. That was what I was going to say. Polly Sheen. Polly Sheen. Shore, Polly Sheen. Sh- yeah, Polly Sheen. Sheen and Polly Sheen mixed up. That would be a combination <laughs> of people, huh? Um, yeah, I think it was like that. Like, he didn't tell him. Like, which is a bullet, which is fucking. <sighs> Nothing enrages me more. I was watching this thing the other day, right? So you know how TikTok's going to shut down, or maybe he's going to shut down, maybe not going to shut down. Like, who, know, what, who knows what's going to happen to TikTok? Joey P, who we just talked to before the show, big fan of TikTok, doesn't watch YouTube, only watches TikTok, right? He actually got me to download the TikTok app at first to actually watch stuff. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching this, like reading these articles online, and it's about these TikTok influencers who are, I don't know what I'm going to do for work if they shut down TikTok. You're 16, 17 years old. What are you going to do for work? Go work at the stop and shop like any other 16 year old. Why? Because no one's going to be watching your videos anymore and you're going to be getting paid stupid money? Bullshit. I don't understand the TikTok. I don't don't understand the TikTok either. It's just like stupid little videos. Now, if you are like a teenager, I get it in that sense. Like, oh, look at me. I'm dancing around and like moving around. Like like if you're a sexy little, like, you know, 18 year old, whatever. Sexy little 18 year old. Bring them out. But like if you're a full grown ass adult, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't get it. So the the thing about TikTok that makes it like very attractive to people is like for example, you and myself are old school video producers. We like to use the programs to add effects, fades, all that shit, right? We actually put the the work in to make a video. What TikTok does is it steps you along. All right, film this for 5 seconds, then film this for 5 seconds, then film this, and it will actually make the weird videos for you. It does all the work for you. So there's all the post-production, all the effects, all the cool things that you and I would take hours to perfect doing it the old school way. TikTok does it for you in about 15 seconds. So these kids who have no idea about anything about video production, some of them don't even hold the camera the right way. Nothing irritates me more than the, 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 the portrait camera. Turn it landscape if you're going to be filming people. Every TV or screen we own is in 16.9. Come on, you can do this. You come across a crime, don't hold your phone yes. like this. Do this. The gangsters, <laughs> they hold their guns this way, but their phones this way. They got to switch it up. You got to hold your phones this way so we get a nice bigger view of what you're filming and hold your guns the correct way because you're not going to get the right accuracy when you do them sideways. And that's a fact. That doesn't even, that's, that's, that's a fact. But, I couldn't agree more. So do you have any sympathy for these 16-year-olds? Who are like, I'm not going to be able to make money anymore. I'll get free stuff sent to me. So do my videos. At 16, you should be fucking broke or working a fucking real job. I think this is the greatest thing ever. I hope all these little 16... It's bad enough that our uh, generation of uh, kids below us are just shitty anyways. Right? Go work a real fucking job. Go work in retail. (laughs) Or the service industry. I think every human should have to work in the service and the retail industry for a year. Maybe one or the other, maybe both. It should be included in your high school uh, graduation. You should have to work at the mall for a year and then work at a restaurant for a year because I will tell you, you get a greater appreciation for human beings when you work in those industries because when you get older, 
and you go to a Dunkin' Donuts, and, you know, they're a little overwhelmed, so, you know, the order's a little off, and you got to get it fixed, you have a little more patience with the people, because you know one day you were working in that job or something of that nature, and sometimes you're just having a bad day, and you fuck up, and the last thing you want is some some righteous, um, entitled asshole to uh, give you the, the fucking rundown when, when all you're making is minimum wage to make a fucking coffee so you could have a few bucks to go to the movie theaters on Friday night. You know what I mean? Four and a half years, fast food. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> uh, shit, I've worked in the service industry for like 20 years at this point, right? Retail, 13 years retail and, and amongst that as well. Dude, it's it sucks, but... I don't get impatient when I go to like a closed store and they're a little behind or, you know, I need something. I understand. I get it. You know what I mean? I, I've been there. Trust me. Especially when there's young kids working there. I know this is the last place you want to be. You do not want to be at the Square One Mall on a Saturday night at 9 o'clock. I know that's not where you want to be because I didn't want to be there when I did there. But you suck it up and you do it because at the end of the week you get paid and you can go, you know, buy a hooker or something like that. I don't know what the kids do these days, to be honest with you. Now that movie theaters and stuff are closed, I don't know what they do in their spare time. I feel bad for those like adult managers that work those jobs. Like, do you think they go home every day and think about eating a bullet, knowing their entire work staff is mostly teenagers? So there was someone in our fantasy football group that was a general manager for a clothing store. I will not say what the clothing store is or who the person is in our fantasy football group, but he only hired. I will throw a name out there, but do I know him very well? You've met him occasionally. I would say he was at the wedding, but pretty much everyone in the fantasy football was at the wedding except for one person. So I mean, is he someone in the general core that I know well? He's like a B-list celebrity, if you will. He's not okay, the, he's not an A-list. Know. You you've came across him, okay. um, but he's not like the 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 core. Like he's not the yeah. core, but he's been in the group. No. He's been in the fantasy football league since the beginning. He hasn't lived with you, right? He has not lived with me, but he's okay. lived he's lived near me, and I'll put it there. Okay. Um, he used to just hire hot, young, 18, 19-year-old girls and, and then bang them. Was so, he late to the wedding? He was late to the wedding. Very late okay, to the wedding. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know he is. All right. That should be enough clues right there to uh, sum it up. Yeah. And if he's watching, he knows who he is. But we're not going to tell you who he is. We'll let that marinate. But, yes, yeah, so I think as you're an adult manager, that's and I noticed that working in the restaurant, too, if you get, like, a, a, a manager who's, like, our age, He'll hire, like, smoke show 19, 20-year-old girls because they're easy on the eyes. And you're stuck working with them for a while, so you might as well have something nice to look at. And there's always that possibility that you can sleep with them. You know? So, I mean, it just makes it a lot easier when, like, you're working with them all the time. You don't have to to put in the extra effort. You know what I mean? Yeah, and even if it's not possible that you could sleep with them, you you can make yourself delusional to the point where maybe you think you could, but you know you can't and get by that way. That's yeah. true. It's when you see a hot girl in the street, you're like, yeah, I think I have a chance. Right? It's like, yeah, no fucking, no one has a, no, you get out of your fucking mind. Not that you wouldn't want one in that matter. Yeah. But, but it does get to be a little frustrating dealing with these like little pricky 16-year-olds, especially when your job is like bonus driven as well. So you're like dependent on these little pricks to like do things correctly so you can actually get a bonus and make a few extra bucks at the end of the month. You know? Did you get an allowance growing up? Yeah. So what my, my allowance was my age. So as I got okay. older, I got a raise, essentially, until I was 18, and then I was cut off. Once I, Well, age 17, because once I started working, yeah, I, started probably, working. I, I got cut off. So like, I, I think they started when I was 10. So I got 10 bucks a week <coughs> just for doing garbage and stupid shit like that. Yeah, same there. Which yeah. was a steal, because like, as you're 10 years old and you're making 10 bucks a week, you're like, damn, all you got to do is take the garbage out. But as you get older, 
you're making less than minimum wage for doing the same job you could be working. That's why I just went to the mall and got a job. Like, I can make more money working at the mall than my mother's going to give me a week. Yeah. Right. That's but true. I think allowance is a good thing. I think basically it learns you learn responsibility. Because there's been weeks I didn't get a paycheck when I was doing when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I got, I got docked. My mother used to dock me on my allowance. So, like, say, like, I didn't do something I was supposed to do. Every once in a while, she'd throw in, like, do the leaves or do the lawn and stuff like that. Not every week, but every you know, like, there was, like, one week, like, I just, like, flaked out on taking the garbage out and didn't sweep the floors and clean the bathroom. I just kind of, like, put on cruise control. And um, I, I was docked my allowance that week. Did not get the allowance that week. So and I learned a lesson right there. I couldn't go to the showcase cinema and go see a movie. I, I see. I tried to go off on my own once. See, I, I, I get an allowance. I started working, though, when I was, like, 16 and a half. But mm. prior to that, I would get an allowance. But around, like, 15... I was like, you know what? I don't want their allowance. I'm going to start my own leaf raking business in the fall. Right? Yeah. So I started going, no, 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 no. I started going door to door and I was like, all right, I'll rake your leaves for this much money. Okay. And then I started raking and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. And like the first person I got was a complete asshole. It was like, you missed a spot. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't fucking pay me. So then I was done. I said, fuck it. Allowance. Yeah. Allowance is a lot easier than fucking manual labor. Because when you're like 15 years old, you don't know what the going rate for leave raking is. Because it's not like we had the internet. We could Google and call up like a landscape and be like, hey, how much you charge to rake a lawn? And they give you a price. And you can go to your neighbor and be like, hey, I'll do it for like half the price because I have no overhead. I have a rake. But when you're 15 years old, you have no concept of how much it costs to rake leaves. So you could go to your neighbor and be like, how much you rake your leaves? And be like, oh, like 20 bucks. And he's like, oh, it's a stale because it usually costs 50 bucks if you call a landscaper to come do it for you. But... Yeah, 16 and a half, I started working with five. With five, double back at the yeah, Pet Boys in Rivera. I got to tell you, one of the worst jobs I've had in my life. And I wouldn't say worse because it was hard. I would say worse because it was, like, fucking boring, beyond boring. I was, like, stocking, like, shelves. And, like, if you've ever been to, like, a, a like an auto pot store, <laughs> they got these, like, little packages for, like, little bits, like, little drill bits and stuff. And there's, like, a crate will come in. And there'd be thousands of them in the crate. And you have to sort these thousand bits into the right little shelves they're going to. And I got to oh. tell you, they didn't do the job 100%. I half-assed a lot of stuff that I did at that place. So, you know, it's no surprise they went out of business. Oh, I was going to ask if they were still out of in business. Yeah, one day I showed up to work on a Saturday and there was a lock on the door. And there was a sign saying, sorry, we're closed. So I, uh, so Doubleback's dad was a, like a head mechanic there. So I, I text. Oh, I didn't even text you. I don't know how I got in contact with him. I think I paged him from a payphone. I took my bike to work, so I paged him from a payphone. He had one of those pages where you could actually send a message. So I was like, "Hey, what's going on? Um, page me one 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 if we have work today. Two 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 if something's wrong. Blah blah blah." And he, he, like a code. So then he paged me on my pager of a code, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So when I got home, I called him. After I rode my bike all the way home, and uh, he informed me that they were shutting down that location, and they were, uh, you had the option to go work at the Salem Mass location or the Everett location if you said B. And I was like, well, I think I'm all set. I go, this is a great excuse because I wanted to quit the job anyways, but my mother wouldn't let me quit. So they shut down the restaurant, pretty much, I mean, the restaurant, the, uh, the store, pretty much allowed me to quit without quitting. But then I got bored, and then I needed a job, so I went to the Auburn Pan at the Square One Mall. I told you the story about my uh, manager. His name was Eddie. And how long were you there for? Oh, my bad. Two years. Me and me and uh, Joey P worked there for two years. Had a manager named Ed. He was a uh, bisexual drug recovery drug addict. 
He was uh, probably at the time we were 17, he was 50. He had a, a wife who was 20 years younger than him from Honduras. And uh, he talked, he looked like Mr. Burns. And he talked like this. And he had the huts for me and Joe. And I remember one day, I called him up and I told him I couldn't work a day. And he goes to me, he goes, Oh, you're a nice guy. You're, you know, I really like you. Not in that way. Maybe a couple years ago, I would have liked you in that way. But now, you know, you know, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You know, it's not what I want to hear. It's coming here. Oh, Joe and I did at the Auburn Pan because we worked like the off shifts. So there was no one there like the late night shifts during the week, like at 630 on a, a Tuesday. There's no one at the mall. So we just ate our asses off and drank like sailors. We had a friend who was a manager. He was a year older than us. And his brother worked at the at the photo store two doors down, who was 21, and buy us a handle of, like, cheap vodka for, like, 15 bucks. And we'd make, like, uh, mudslides because we had all the all the ingredients for a mudslide except for the alcohol. So we'd sit there and just be drunk, working behind all of them. I burnt myself. I almost lost the fucking tip of my finger, cutting meat, drunk, you know. I almost thought I was going to be yeah, intimate for the rest of my life because... Joey P came around the corner with a fucking bulky roll, like one of those French uh, croissants, like a big French roll, and threw it like a fucking football at about 100 miles per hour right at my dick. Yeah. We worked with a guy named Ted. Ted lived in the woods in a tent. He was a manager. And Ted used to uh, take over the place on Sundays and call it Elbow and Ted. He would put a big sign up. His job. Why did he live in a tent? He was, I think he was mentally disabled. This guy eventually got fired because I went next door. We had this little store next door called the Homestyle Eatery, and this girl, Danielle, worked there. She was a nice girl. She had a, uh, their, They had their own bathroom next door. It was where Taco Bell is now. And they had their own bathroom with a stack of pornography. So we used to go over there. Uh, like, I would take a break, and I would go watch Seinfeld because she had a TV in there, too, and eat a sandwich and look at some porn and then go back to work. And um, I went back one day. And uh, Ted's like, you wouldn't believe, you're not going to believe what happened. And I'm like, wow, what happened? He's like, someone robbed us. Like, what do you mean someone robbed us? He goes, someone broke in through the back door, went into the safe, stole all the money, and ran off. So I'm like, huh. I'm like, well, first of all, you can't open those doors from the back. You know what I mean? They don't don't work that way. They're they're like the one-way fire doors. You know what I mean? I go, second of all, how would you get into the safe? So I, the story had a lot of holes in it. So I just went with it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is great. Oh, I don't know what happened. But so two days later, we had the general, man- uh, general manager there with the district manager. And went over it. And they ended up firing him because they said his story sucked. They actually didn't fire him for stealing the money, which we all know he stole. They fired him for being a shitty manager and not being able to protect the money that was there. So it was like a roundabout way to fire the person. And I think he only stole like 500 bucks. It wasn't even a lot of money. It wasn't even worth it. Yeah. You know, and if he if he threw a little my side, I would have kept my mouth shut. You know what I mean? That's the way I roll. But and you you know you've worked in fucking crazy places. I heard your your Burger King stories are crazy. I mean, all of us worked in fucking places where we're just like nuts. You know? Oh yeah, dude. There's always some weird shit going on. I'm like, dude, it was like my manager like fooling around with other managers, and like he That's was awesome. he was married. I was friends with his son, and I caught him That's like awesome. making out with somebody in the, the parking lot. The he's, no, this is like an older guy. Like, yes. and he honestly, they made like he was like maybe in his sixties. Yeah, and like they made like over like eighty five k a year, which yeah, for yeah. isn't which is it's not fine. bad at all. Yeah, you can make a lot of money working retail and restaurant. <laughs> 
not so, if you're a general manager at a good location with bonuses, you could probably make that much money. But you really make your money as a district manager. That's where they rack. They, they district managers of anything like that started over 100k. But think of all that stress. You go home smelling like a fucking frying machine oh, yeah. every day. So, Your staff is a bunch of teenagers. You get no respect. No, no, no. Know? They treat you like a piece of shit. Like we all seen yeah. teen movies where you know they have the older boss there. The, the goal is you don't want to be in that position. You want to be a district manager by the time you're 30 something years old because at that point you're yelling at you. You don't have to deal with the fucking shitty teenagers directly. You know what I mean? You kind of move to locate. You go to a different location every week. You're just doing phone calls. You're just moving around. Every district manager I ever met working at the sh- at uh, finish line had the fucking best life ever. They were making like 120 grand. They had a company car. Everything was paid for. Different different office every day to go to a different store. All they did was go around and fucking make sure the managers were doing their job. It was a fucking cakewalk. It was like, hey, it's not a bad job. The problem is to get that job, you have to have all those sucky years of doing fucking the general manager job, working 60 hours a week but only getting paid for 40. Shit like that. You know what I mean? We also had like, this like fat gothy girl who was blowing guys behind the dumpster. Nice. It was really weird. Yeah. She was really weird. We had it was, a... like, she was really creepy looking. Like she had like these always like this like real this like really short skirt on. She was like a teenager too, and she had like these stockings that had like spider webs on them. Gothy. Nice. She's a very goth chick. You know. We, we had a girl like that working at the uh, the Auburn Pan. By the way, stands for the Good Bread. If you didn't know. <coughs> and. Uh, she was working for the Good Bread, and occasionally uh, there's a few employees that she would take into the freight elevator at the Square One Mall that is located uh, behind the uh, old Burger King. There's an elevator that takes you down to the first floor, which takes you out directly out to the dumpster. Well, the freight elevator would take about five minutes to get to the first floor because it was like an old-school elevator, and she would blow you in the elevator occasionally. Not me, but a few of my coworkers. And uh, that was her thing. She was this little roly-poly-looking girl. You know what I mean? Nice girl. I don't know. I think her name yeah. is Tanya, maybe? But like, I can't remember. How, how much... At least that was an elevator. What little respect do you have for yourself to do it behind a dumpster? Yeah. Hey, well, on multiple occasions. That's where the trash is. I couldn't get... I, like, could, I couldn't do that only for the fact that, like, the mentalness of, like, the smell would, like, yeah. take me away from it. You know what I mean? I don't know. The smell... The number one turnoff for me in any intimate experience would be smell. More than anything else, a bad smell will take me right out of the lake. Like, yeah. so yeah. a friend we know, um, who's been on the show multiple times, once was fooling around with this girl, and uh, he was getting busy with her. Right? It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I think she was like a kindergarten teacher, and she had the day off. So he gets to her house. She's already finished a giant bottle of wine at this point, right? So she's lubed up, ready to go. It's gonna take no effort. He says he laser. She 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 lived in a studio apartment, so the bed was like in the main room of the apartment. And uh, he goes to uh, lay her down on the bed in a romantic fashion, and takes off her shirt. And he says the bo that was protruding off her body knocked him dead. Wow! And this is a guy who I've seen yeah. perform in. Very trying conditions, right? He said he could not do it, and I believe him because the smell, I, I couldn't do it either. If I smell it, B.O., or imagine like going down on a broad and getting a whiff of like, you know, fucking yeah. tuna fish That's, or something. Like, ugh. I mean, I'm, I, I feel blessed. I have never had that issue. I have never been with somebody where I have had to deal with the smell. I've heard horror stories, yeah. and I, I just, I've been fortunate. I've had some weird situations where it's like, 
I was with a girl and I went into the bathroom. There's a weird stack of porn magazines mm. on the toilet. And I'm like, why are there porn magazines? Oh, that's my roommate's. Who's your roommate? Oh, it's my mom's boyfriend. That's, that's a little weird. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking weird. What? Well, I told you that story about the, the mom's, the, the, the boyfriend, right? I, I think we told you. I don't know if I told you. Miami, me and, <laughs> me and double back in Miami. So years ago, this is go spring break 2005. We got a few minutes to kill before uh, our next guest, uh, Eddie, joins us. Uh, spring break 2005, me and Double Back and his brother Anthony go down to um, Miami of many places during this trip. So Joey's drunk, and he's sitting in the hallway of the Colony Hotel uh, outside of a room playing guitar. Like, just playing guitar. Playing. We brought a guitar down the spring break of us because that's what douchey guys from Revere do when you go on spring break. Bring a guitar. And we've been drinking all day, so he's out there. So some girl comes out of the room across from us. Very attractive girl. Very, very cute. I believe she was from, I feel like South Dakota is the state. I feel like this is the state where she's from. And she's been, and she talks about going to Miami all the time. And she's here with her mother, her father, and her father's best friend. Okay. Which... Not a weird situation, right? But they're all staying in a room, and there's only two beds. Yeah, some flags here. Definitely. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. So I didn't even think about it until Anthony, Joey's brother, brought it up. And he goes, well, what's the sleeping arrangement? There's two beds. Who's sleeping with who? Is the mother and father sleeping together? That would make the father's friend sleeping with the 22-year-old girl. Weird. Is the father sleeping with his 22-year-old daughter, which would leave the dad's friend sleeping with the mother? Weird. Weird. Or is the mother sleeping with the daughter, and the two grown men are sharing a bed together? Even weirder. There's a lot of dynamics here. None of them are good. So I was... So so, so we... The girls... My mind's blown at this point. So Anthony doesn't go out. So me and Joey were invited to go to this, like, really nice nightclub in Miami that she had to hook up with. She could get us in for free and all that stuff. So, I got sweaty back. It's hot in this room. So, I, we take her up in the office. And Joey goes, now I'm all set. I'm like, well, I'm going to go with you. I'll go check this out. I'll see if I can really get into this really, this club called Privy that which had about a uh, $40 cover to get into. So, we go down there. And she's like, oh, yeah. She talks to the bouncer. And me and her just get ushered in. No problem whatsoever. They let us right in. So, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I'm like, well, I have a hundred questions to ask this girl once we're in here. I got to ask her how she got in here, who she knows, why from some girl from South Dakota have like this VIP access to this nightclub, and what's the sleeping arrangement in your hotel? That was what I was eventually going to get to after a few drinks. So we walk through the door. I walk up to the bar. I go, what are you drinking? She's like, I'll take a Corona. I get two Coronas for $22. That's how much $11 a beer was. So I go, okay. What year is this? 2005. Holy shit. So that's, I, that's crazy. So, well, $25 later, we get two beers out of the deal. I got a, a, a 24-pack for that price. Um, I give her her beer. <coughs> she goes, thanks. And she goes, well, have fun tonight. And she disappears. So here I am alone in a nightclub with a $11 beer. The chick's gone. I thought I, was, I thought I was working this girl. I was like, well, this is great. Maybe I'll give her a place to sleep tonight. Um, that went out the window. Didn't get the question that I really wanted to get was the sleeping arrangement in the hotel room. I was creeping out. I hung out at the bar outside the hotel thinking she'd come back and catch her and maybe ask her this question. Didn't see her. The next Hells. next morning, we woke up. We spent some time in the hotel, especially with the door open, waiting so maybe they walked by. Didn't see anyone. They must have left in the middle of the night. 
the whole they were they, they were gone. We never ran into them again. It was almost like a ghost. It was almost like they didn't exist. It was quite well, freaky. Then did it happen? That's the, that's that's the, the question. Of things. If if you never saw it again, there's no evidence of it. I wish I had kept her number. Like I back in the day, I used to like save. Remember when we get cell phones? I'd put a number in there, but then I'd yeah. get back to Boston and I just like deleted them. Like what the hell am I ever gonna use this number for? And you can't remember her full name and try to creep on her? Nothing. I couldn't remember. I couldn't even tell you her first name. God, my whole thing uh, sticking to my chair. This is amazing stuff here. Hold on. I got to do a little stretch here for everyone. You're not wearing your lottery shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, my uh, the lottery shirt, which uh, it's actually not a bad shirt. It just says Massachusetts no, on it. It's, it's a nice dry fit, um, which I will be using. Um, it's a nice shirt, around the house shirt. You know what I mean? It's better quality no, than the perfect. The other shirts that we got last time, they were like very cottony. They're very itchy, you know what I mean? Oh, by the way, we do have work Monday. Yeah, I figured that. What, what was his answer, by the way, when he asked? His answer was, I would. I, he's like, it's too busy. He's like, if if it wasn't, I would say we could have off, but we can't. Yeah. That's what he said. So, it'll probably be one of those days, to be honest with you. You're going to go in, and he's going to say like, uh, you want to get out of here around 2 o'clock again. That's what I think he did last year. I think I got out of there around like, yeah, actually, I got out of it, too, because I got an inspection sticker that day. So I think so. He might be. Let's see here. I'm trying to see if maybe uh, we're... Well, it's, it's on. We're ready to go. Did he send us an email? Did he get... Oh, he gets the wrong email for you anyways. Let's see. That's good. No text message? No. I'm getting an email. No emails. Eight fifty. Should be joining us. So far, we're zero for two here, and I re actually really want to talk to Zeddy character. Let's see what he's all about. But uh, you didn't have any problem logging in, did you? No, it was pretty easy. No, no. Hmm. I don't know what he fixed, but uh, it turned out fine. I found out that I was just hitting the wrong button the entire time. Apparently, when you log into the Zoom and you have like a scheduled <laughs> meeting every week, all you gotta do is click on that button. For some reason, I was clicking start a meeting, thinking that I just didn't bring me into the meeting. And when I was I doing that, I fucking told you that. That's why you kept getting the uh, interruption saying, um, uh, which we call it, saying that you are. Uh, I was in a different meeting. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. So there we go. Fix that problem. But um. What else we got going on in the world? Let's see. Oh, you and I kind of talked about this not that long ago. It was about those, the fucking condoms in, in Vietnam, the 300,000 used condoms being resold. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> let, me, let me bring everyone up to speed on the used condom situation here. Oh, God. So, um, in Vietnam, hold on, let me fucking pull this shit up. So... Vietnamese police seized more than 320,000 used condoms that were to be illegally resold and to unsuspecting customers at lo uh, local media reported. Footage showed dozens of bags that together weighed 794 pounds in a warehouse that was recently raided That's a lot in Byung-Dong province. Lots of used condoms there. So I suspected, and you you agreed with me, that they're probably getting them from brothels and, like, massage parlors. And, like, they're probably That's just collecting it. them when they're done and then bringing them to a source. And I guess they're cleaning them and reshaping them was what I read online. So I'm, all I'm assuming is, like, a tubware container full of soapy water 
that you're dipping these used things in there. And then they have like these things that look like dildos that they're probably rolling them on and then rolling them back up to get the shape. How old do you think some of those are? Because think about it. Even if you go to all the brothels and everything, seven they barely weigh anything. 794 yeah. pounds? It's a lot of condoms. But how how long how old do you think some of those are? What's it? Well, how many how many think how many condoms do you think take to weigh a pound? Probably what, a lot. Oh, let's find out how much a condom weighs. How, how much, much does a condom weigh today? How much does a condom weigh? I'm gonna say <laughs> a, a condom weighs in two ounces. A condom weighs uh 0.07 ounces. Are you kidding me? Really? Sort of 0.07. So with that math, it would take three condoms to weigh two ounces. Interesting. So you have the number of how many pounds, right? 0.07. So just multiply that by fucking, uh, or divided by how many, that'll tell you how many condoms. Divide oh, that. How many ounces are in a, in a pound? Sixteen. Oh fuck me. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's like, so if it's three condoms per two ounces in the sixteen, so that's three times eight. So that's like twenty-four condoms equal a pound. Okay. Oh god. So, so multiply like say say twenty-four times how many pounds they found, and that'll be how many condoms were found or seized. Twenty-four <laughs> times. Oh god. Okay. Twenty-four. It's a lot of condoms. Nineteen thousand and fifty-six. Gross. That's all. That's God. gross. That's a lot of fucking dicks. And you figure <laughs> the lo- the average sex work is probably using four a day, maybe five. You know. Yeah. And they're probably getting them from a couple sources, but like, yeah, I mean, and they crack. How can you even use them? Like, were they shooting them with a little bit of lube as they're rolling them back up? And how are you repackaging them? That's the killer. They just put them in Ziploc bags. And who's oh, who's buying these things? <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're really horny and drunk, like, you know. I, I want to know, like, did they get any, like, information on it, like, uh, of where they resold or where they went? Because that's what I would be interesting to know. Like, yeah, they never disclosed any of that. Like, were yeah. any of them actually used or were, did they catch them in, like, the nipping in the bud? You know what I mean? Yeah, they wouldn't say any of that. It's unclear how many have been resold. That is absolutely terrible. That is the most disgusting thing I ever heard in my life. I would never use a used. I would never do that. This and this is a very small list of things I wouldn't do, and that is on the list, one hundred percent of stuff I will not ever do, is reuse a used condom. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever tried reusing one of your own before? Like you had a no. situation. It's crossed my mind. No, no, but no I like, never did. like not you. Like, say you had a mishap as you were rolling it on, and then you had to roll it back off. Like say you put okay, it on, yes, like, yes, but it's very difficult. It's not very it easy is. to do, right? Especially in the dark, it's annoying. Like you pull the condom out, you, you put it on. Dude, I never get it right the first time. No Usually does. I pull it out and I'm like, shit, this is the wrong side. And I flip it over quickly. The worst is if you put the one that numbs her or numbs you, and you go the other way around and you get the oh, numbing. Shit, side. I never thought of that. Yeah, you get there's those, there's one that like numbs you, and it's extra tingling for her. But if you go the other way around, you'll numb her. <laughs> You'd be pumping for days and not get anything done. And there's oh, no, man. but there's no way to tell you which way you put it on the correct way. That sounds horrible. Glad those days are over. Condom days. 
And I can say that because I have a child. It can be over for anybody you want, you know? Anybody can decide to. You could. We know somebody that never likes to use them. That's right. There is a person we know who uh, doesn't feel as, as strongly on using them such things, you know? I mean, nobody likes them. He once but... told me, and I quote, I don't use a condom because if I catch gonorrhea, I can just get a penicillin shot. I go, I wouldn't be worried about the gonorrhea if I were you. I would be worrying about Kingface, who was spreading HIV to people without telling them. And we'd like to hear more about Kingface. But Eddie has not joined us. No, he has not. And Eddie was supposed to join us at 8.50 Eastern Standard Time. And is now... 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, making Eddie a bit late, making Magno Garcia very late to the show. I'm trying to dig up some uh, some stories here to try to pass some time. I'm coming up kind of, everything's fucking boring right now. None of this really. You want to talk about uh, coronavirus? We always talk coronavirus because everybody talks about coronavirus. There's, uh, there's a big debate tonight. And we may be get losing people to the debate. It's the vice presidential debate tonight. I don't know what time is on. Eight o'clock or nine o'clock. If anyone out there is watching, can tell us. But it's uh, Biden versus Harris. Um, if you didn't know, Harris's son plays for the New England Patriots. He's a running back. Damian Harris, very good. We found he did very good last week. What time did they say? What time the video was? Did you, did you see it? I'm looking up right now. Uh... I'm assuming. I've already started. Yeah, I'm assuming it was already eight. It's probably almost over by now. They, they made me want to fucking read all this. It's like the debate. Click here to find out what. Blah, blah, blah. Isn't that the worst? The websites that take you like 100 different directions. And all you want to do is find some information. Trump campaign leaves ticket for Tupac? What? What the fuck is this? Interesting. <laughs> who, wait, who, who left ticket the, for Tupac? Trump campaign is reportedly leaving a vice presidential debate ticket for Tupac Shakur. As a jab at Democratic candidate Kamala Harris? <laughs> mm. Mm. Because uh, here's the deal. Did you see the interview with her? They asked no, her who her favorite They asked her who, <laughs> who her favorite rapper is right now. And she said Tupac Shakur. As we all know, Tupac has been dead since nineteen ninety six. Murder never solved. Although he did release many albums since his death. He's, dead. He's definitely dead. <laughs> I would say Biggie is definitely dead. They're both dead. I promise. But I, I agree that Tupac is dead, but I think there is a better chance that Tupac is alive than Biggie. If you were to make a case, yeah. yeah but they're both dead, especially nowadays with social yeah. media. You know, they'd be fine. He's not living in Mexico with a fake name like they was uh, reported about 10 years ago? Oh, that stupid shit? Yeah, yeah. No, he's dead. He is dead. He was Actually, I stood in the same spot he died. It's... uh. <laughs> In front of the Circus Circus Hotel, um, the, when the main entrance right off the strip, he was coming out, and they drove by him and shot him. Which obviously had to be set up, because how would they know he was coming out at that exact time on a busy... Yeah, he didn't die that day, either. He, he stayed alive for a little while. Yeah, they put him on. They, 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 couldn't, they couldn't get him back to uh, stable condition. He originally died. It, was like it hasn't big... started yet, by the way. It has 28 minutes. Really? At fucking nine. Actually, it's at nine. It says debate begins at nine Eastern time, but it says twenty-eight minutes until it starts. So maybe they do right. like a pre-show uh, for the debate. That's kind of old for the. That's, that's late for these old people. Unless the this debate can't be right. Maybe the, this is a re. Where's the debate? 
Oh, wait, this is like a rebroadcast. Hold on, never mind. It's probably already started. Yeah. Starting now, probably. I was going to say, it probably happened like 8 o'clock, maybe. I mean, these are old people. These are elderly people who are debating. They have bedtimes, you know? Oh, it says 9 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so it would be on right now. All right. Interesting. We'll be able to catch up onto it after the show, you know? We'd be able to talk about the debate with Eddie if he was here. Or maybe even Magno Garcia. Or, yeah, now we can talk about with, uh, with, with the Delta actress, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we, I'm sure she knows a lot about politics, you know? She might. I want to. I'm always fascinated when we talk to those ladies because they, uh, you know, I don't like to stereotype anyone, you know, and just because you do one type of job doesn't make you uh, that type of person, right? And there's a lot of intelligent people that do jobs like you would know, you know, this, this possible rocket scientist that bartends sometimes, right? You don't know, but so I'll, I'll read her a little intro over here, and uh, this is what uh, Ryan used to do for the shot time he was on the show before he uh, went his own way and uh, did his own thing but um here we go it says uh adult film star penny barber with over 4.6 million views and 6,000 subscribers on our porn hub porn star page penny is climbing to the top of the clips game around the world her clips for sale and many vids store. Who's buying? I, I was going to say who buys these stuff. Eric buys this stuff. Eric's told me many times he subscribed to porn stars, Instagrams and stuff. So he's, he can get like private pictures and stuff. He has private. I, I would love it. He has a private pictures of porn stars. So there's this girl, Sarah Rusi, who was did our show a lot many years ago, who does like a, a OnlyFan page. And he, he subscribes and pays like $25 a month to see her exclusive pictures. So there's people that do this. So I guess there's money to be made. Penny is up for Best Clip Performer of the Year in the 2019 Flashbot Awards. Penny is asking her fans to hashtag rock the vote every day for her from now until November 29th. We have an opportunity to have her win by the show. We have a broad audience. We get some viewers. Out there, Google Penny Barber. At her, I'm sure it's like at Penny Baba probably or adult Penny, adult stop Penny Baba, and then hashtag rock the vote because when you do so, you'll be influencing people to vote for her for 2019 Flesh Bought Awards. What are they? Maybe you meant 2020 or maybe it's 2019. <laughs> that was so, but damn, that was over. <laughs> I'm getting this information from Mr. Glover himself here. This is what he sent me today. <laughs> so I, I didn't fact check any of this stuff. So I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there right now for, for the for the two of us and anyone else watching. What I may be saying could be extremely inaccurate and not true at all. So I'm just going to put that in a limb. So um, hashtag rock the vote every day for her until November 29th. November 29th is faster than you think. It's like seven weeks away. Thanksgiving is knocking the door. It's right around the corner. Cast your vote is quick, easy, and the best way to show your appreciation for your kinky mommy dom. This is a quote. Go to fleshbot.thepornstudy.com slash, oh, Ryan, 
28065 slash question mark S2 equal sign 1020FAD 853D 89735EC 3F 7F 6B 5450A the and symbol 3 equals and single S4 equals 4339. Easy. Just go there. Real quick. Cast your vote. Take two seconds. I'm sure if you go to her Instagram or Twitter, you could probably get a direct link to this. I don't know for a fact. I'm going on a limb and saying she probably did that. Because I was running for NLB Fan Cave in 2013 and went to a uh, short URL website just to make a short URL. It was voteferati.cjb.net. Nice and easy. And while you're at this website, if you can find it, look for the best clip performer of the year category. Look at Penny's photos. Click on it. Look at the submit button. Click on that to cast your vote. A lot of clicking. I feel like this could be simplified. I feel like this is a lot of instructions that could be easily broken down a bit. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah, it's a little much. I feel like you just should go to a link, and if you didn't hit like, like. I think maybe when she, we have her, she should be joining us in about 15 minutes or so. Maybe she could kind of give us a little foresight on uh, exactly the easiest way to vote for her. We, this could be outdated information. This could be already done a year ago. Since it does say 2019. On the I do have a debate on it. could share it with you right now. <laughs> How's the debate looking right now? Um, I just put it on. Um, you know, Pence looks like Pence, and she just looks like a smug bitch. <laughs> she is very smug. I'm not a fan of her, to be honest with you. And it's, it's basically because... Here's the thing. I lost a lot of respect for Biden when this broad was literally ripping him apart calling him every name under the sun when they were going to get it for the presidential nominee debate. And then he goes and takes her as his running mate. Like, wouldn't you? I, I could, what Obama did with Hillary, too. I, I know. Mean, they all do that. Well, he, he did, well Hillary, Hillary was in his running mate. She, he gave her a cushy job. And that was basically pull out of the election so I can get the nominee. That was basically one of those things that he did for her. Yeah. Right. But, um... I mean, if me and you were running for the same position and we we're like bashing each other, like if you were like, "Hey, I know I won, but uh, you want to be my running mate?" I'd be like, "Oh, you go fuck yourself with a two-inch pull." That's the name of the game. That's how it works. But it, all, it always Trump didn't do that. Pence wasn't running for president. He just picked Pence out of the fucking lineup of governors. And that's kind of what, um, because I, I think I don't think Biden was running for president. I think Obama just picked him. Like that's what you got to no, do. Traditionally, that's kind of how it always goes. I guess they so, trash but... him and then. How do you have like? How do you even sit in the same room if someone has bashed you like that? Taking your career, it's like, oh, this this at least takes you up a notch. I guess know? so. Yeah, politics wasn't my thing. In fact, three years ago today was my fundraiser when I was running for a small little district in Rivera of, uh, I think it was ten thousand. Three years ago, ten thousand people. I was trying to represent just just ten thousand. Now, for some people watching out there who live in a small town, 10,000 could be your entire, you know, your entire uh, county. And Rivera yeah. was a small little portion of the city of 50,000 people. And I was making my run. And you know what? Can't win them all. But you can lose them all. That is a fact. If you didn't know that. You, could, you don't have to win them all, but you can lose them all. 
Just look at the Browns. They lost every game one year. So they lost one year. Oh, sure, that was just one year, but close to every game. Most it years. is funny how it's almost harder to lose every game than it is to win every game because it doesn't happen all the time. It only happened twice in the NFL. The Tampa Bay did it one year back in the 70s, and uh, the Browns did it. But it's always like you get close, but a lot of these teams just pull off that one win. It's a moral victory, you know? Yeah, usually it's towards the end of the season, probably against a team that doesn't need a win because they're already in the playoffs or whatever. And Could yeah. be. Yeah, and they're just like, we're just going to lay it down. And then you need that win to kind of boost your morale a little bit right at the end of the season. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they try harder while the other team isn't really trying. That's probably it, you know? So you think this debate is going to be as much of a shit show as the presidential debate was? Because the, be. the presidential like, debate was it. quite the shit show. <laughs> Oh, I did. Wa- oh, by the way, I did watch the South Park pandemic special. Ah, so. yes, that's another thing it was too. O- it was okay. It started off strong, and then after a while, I was kind of like, eh. I agree. Right. It had a nice premise. Well, and that just proves why a South Park episode is great for a thirty-minute episode. That was like one of the first like sixty-minute episodes they did, and that just proves that after about forty-five minutes, you're beating a dead horse. So yes, if they had condensed that to be a traditional 30-minute episode, I think it would have been a lot stronger. I agree. It did lose. It, it did lack. It, it was like they were shoehorning different things at the end to make it kind of come together. Because what they yeah. did was, like, obviously Mickey was in episodes before, and, and we always know that Stan's dad on the pot farm. And there was all this stuff that was already established and laid down. And, uh, and then at the end, it just seemed like they just tried to throw a bunch, like, 10 pounds of shit in a two-pound bag, like, just to make it all come together. Which I, was like, I didn't uh, like Cartman's like six foot stick. That was <laughs> like hilarious. Love this. <laughs> I, I would say Cartman in that. I love the Cartman character because he was, he's he was the typical person who could give two shits about the coronavirus, but he's taking advantage of it because he doesn't have to do anything. He's like yeah. the uh, waitresses and waiters who were like said that they could come back to work, but they're not doing it because they were getting their big bone. They were making more money not working, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. But um, yeah, yeah the six foot stick was nice. Um, Butters was hilarious. I think they, they got their traditional South Park, uh, kind of like, Ooh, when they shot token. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. was like funny. Cause it was like all that shit was going on in the classroom and then token got shot. And then that was it. And then they played it off. Like token got the Corona and they couldn't see him cause he was in the hospital. But I didn't see any backlash on this episode. Did you at all? They never get any backlash because it's South Park. It's it's expected. Yeah. I think people you are know, just it's... back in the day they used to, but I think people are just kind of like uh, done if they do because they know they're not going to win. You know. Yeah. And Family Guy, Family Guy gets the same thing too because it pretty much makes you could say anything you want as long as a cartoon is saying and doing it. You know what I mean? Yep. If it if it was live action, no fucking way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. do you I like I like how they had the Zoom call where Mackie's like, "I'm muting you, mute," and they're all <laughs> yeah. like fighting and like. <laughs> That was pretty funny. The, um, do you remember when uh, South Park came out a few years ago with the uh, Muslim episode, where they yeah. weren't and they were, the whole thing was like they weren't supposed to show Muhammad, and the whole episode was them not showing him, like kind of thing. And they were that like, was really a big deal. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. I could have started a war. Yeah, like death threats and shit. I do like that they don't give a fuck though. That which that's what makes I, I haven't. I mean, do you believe it's been on for twenty four years? I know it's insane. And I, me and me and my wife were trying trying to figure it out, and we were like, "Well, it makes sense because I remember in 1996 I got a VCR for Christmas." Now we're going back in the day. This is a big deal in 1996. Got a VCR from my bedroom, and I remember I was 
really, like Self Park came out, and I used to record every episode of Self Park on VHS because it was on like at nine o'clock at night, and I'd fall asleep watching it. So I'd watch it like the next like day, and I would have a like I would just keep re- using the same videotape and just keep getting episodes of Self Park, and that was. Oh, God, that was September of 1996. It was the start of my seventh grade year. So there you go. But I got to tell you, the show's still... Uh, I, it's a dead in Family Guy. It's amazing they can still come up with like storylines. But I guess you just take stuff from pop culture in general public, right? And just kind of tweak it? Yeah, just wait for something to happen. Like I remember the South Park election special when Obama won was a big deal because they actually put it together that night after he won the election and it aired the next day. That's, That's how quick crazy. the turnover for that animation is. Yeah, yeah. You got to figure they probably did so many scenarios, right? And they just had them everything in the can. And they had to go and just cut it and edit it and put it all together like to make it work. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's such low. Do they, how do they, it's not computer animated, is it? Or do they still use the actual paper fucking things and take still frames? <laughs> the first episode, I think they did. Yeah. Like the, their very first like screen test episode. Um, but after that, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Because it's a very like low scale animation right it's not nothing it's not like you know pixar right it's fucking no definitely not but they make it look like it's like really you know low time graphic but it can't be because that would take them forever they, they have to be using computers to make it work right and make it look like that they are, but it's still simple it's, yeah it's very reliant on its writing for sure it is i yeah. mean all right well we got eddie joining us right now actually let's see let's bring him in right here we have eddie well yeah, there he goes, Eddie. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. We thought you were uh, blowing us off tonight. We were looking at the no, crowd. No, we're, we're like, no, I, <laughs> I sped home. I'm sorry, I lost track oh, of time. No, it's all right. Thank you for joining you, us. Uh, you look tired, man. You do. You you look, look, I, I had, I had a really crazy day. <laughs> what, what happened? Can you share with us? Yeah, I just had to do like a lot of running around. Um, I'm, I'm preparing. Um, I'm helping my friend move. Oh, okay. Um, so it was just like really chaotic. Um, and my friends like, uh, what do you call those people who like like everything really organized? Like OCD type people, kind of like yeah, yeah. It's and it was just like really annoying. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna leave you." And I was like, "Actually, I have to go because I have an interview anyway." So. Perfect, perfect excuse there. You had to leave because you had to do stuff. <laughs> but uh, thank you for joining us for uh, tonight. Where are you uh, actually joining us from? I'm joining you from Long Island, New York. Ah, Long Island. Love the island. Yeah. I, had a, I, I love. Say that again. I had a, a buddy in college who was from uh, Islip. Yep, I'm close. To, I'm like probably like two towns over. There you go. I spent many days, many days in the summer in Iceland back in the day. Yeah, so I talked about two different Icelands. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, Icelip. Icelip. Icelip is the biggest pain in the ass to get to. We're, we're broadcasting from Boston up here. It's the biggest pain in the ass because if you miss the ferry from Bridgeport, you got to drive mm-hmm. all the way around into the. You got to take like a two and a half hour detour through New York City. Then come back up the island. Oh yeah, so that driver's chaotic. Yeah, you need to hit that ferry in Bridgeport, uh, Connecticut, and go right across. It cuts like hours off your commute. But if you miss it, because then you're fucked, and you'd be then for the rest of your life. It's a terrible, terrible thing. But um, so it's funny. We were just talking about the uh, vice presidential debate, which is, I believe is going on right now as we speak. And uh, you're a conservative who supports Trump, which uh, someday, <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> Well, so I agree. I feel like that's what almost all Trump supporters say some days. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person, because I support Trump as well, that mm-hmm. just says if you just shut his mouth and just let it ride sometimes, he would just be better off? 
You know what? I think it's I think it's deeper than that. I think yeah. as his supporters, we let him slide with way too much. Like he, I, I feel like he actually thinks he has a big of a loyalty than he thinks he is, and he forgets that. Like sometimes this is not like we don't care about his. It's not about his personality. We yeah. love his personality, but we care more so about the policies and the things that he's talking about. So he doesn't understand that we're so we're all, we're more loyal to his policies than him. Yeah. So when he backs down from one of his policies, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. and then he like tries to retract the statement so yeah. i'm like uh yeah so i guess it's it, I, I guess it's more so like if he would shut his mouth but we wouldn't know if he was going to do things or not I, I feel like that he he can't help himself but to be honest yeah and i feel like that's his downside because like he's the type of person who as politicians i guess politicians know they're going to be a politician ever since they're like 15 years old right so they I've known a lot of people who are my age old politicians who've been planning this for years. So they pretty much plan their life on a stage in which they know how to answer questions and know how to do stuff and what to say, what not to say, <coughs> how to present yourself, all that stuff. And I feel like, well, Trump, well, he was 72 years old when he decided to become a politician. And he was used to being a rich kid who his entire life could say whatever the fuck he wanted and no one really cared. And he had no consequences for his actions. And which people like about him because he speaks his mind. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and a lot of people, it's like a little breath of uh, fresh air that you're not getting the bullshit from the politicians. But at the same time, it's like, maybe you're saying a little too much sometimes. Like, we like that you're honest, but sometimes I think you're a little too honest. Like, some things you got to, like, you know, you got to, for the people who are kind of wishy-washy, you got to make sure you kind of paint a nice facade for them. I mean, what do you think? I mean, be a little bit political. Yeah, a little, a little just a tad, a splash of politics, right? I agree. I feel like he's getting more supporters and they're like coming to me and they're like, oh, you know, I kind of like him. And he does something and he's I'm, they're like, no, nope, forget it. You know, I'm just not going to vote. And I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, almost <laughs> have you experienced or felt that there are a lot more supporters for him out there, but people don't say they're a supporter of him because they're afraid of backlash from anti supporters or are you? Oh, no? Definitely. Like, oh, there's yeah, yeah. way more supporters than like like. Like, I was looking at a, a makeup famous woman, um, and she, like, has millions of followers, very democratic personality. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at her live, and it looks like she's, like, she's, like, she's, like, um, at, like, a, a speech or something. And, like, she's trying to keep her camera down while they're speaking, and then I actually see a Trump hat. And I'm, like, oh, <laughs> you're a Trump supporter. And, <laughs> and I don't think she knew that that slipped by because, like, you know, of course, they, they I, I guess a lot of people, especially, like, celebrities and stuff, like, they're scared of, like, being canceled. Yeah. And it's just, like, you can... A rich person needs to vote for Trump because, like, a, a, any Democratic candidate, the first thing they're going to do is come for the rich people mm. um, in general with uh, with their taxes. I feel like that's a shame. I feel like a lot of these celebrities who are multimillionaires, uh, their accountants are telling them it's more beneficial for not having someone who's socialist, if you will, be mm -hmm. in office because, as we all know, of socialism, it's about taking from the rich and making everyone equal, which... In a sense, and, and the idea of it makes sense. Well, that's great because now you can spread the wealth, whatever. But when you think about it, all the hard work and everyone takes to get to a certain point kind of gets, you know, reneged on that because it's like, well, why am I even going to bother trying so hard if I can just sit back and relax and enjoy the show, you know, which some people do anyways. But it would just I think it would be a, a, an epidemic if that happens. You know what I mean? But 
who knows no yeah knows, i'm right? noticing i'm noticing that the slogan or the the way that uh celebrities are getting into politics is a little different than last campaign before they were like vote for hillary mm-hmm. now it's just specifically just go out and vote like they're yeah. not even saying again <laughs> i did notice that especially with the like the nba who's always very vocal on voting and stuff and it's like yeah it's like go out to vote and it's like but they're not really but if you if you take away from the commercials and stuff they're doing and you go investigate more it's not like they're overly supportive of some person right yeah i mean you, you don't get no names i'm lebron james and i'm making millions of dollars a year and i'm living in a, a state like california which taxes the shit out of you anyways the last thing i want is someone who's gonna run the country like the state of california and just tax the shit out of us. Because that's basically what they're going to do. They're going to turn the country into California. And we're all going to be sitting there with our fingers on our asses saying, well, it's hard enough to survive as it is. Now they're going to take more money out of us? I mean... Yeah, and I I, I always challenge people when they, they say, oh, every time I talk to a Joe Biden supporter, they're always like, I'm like, oh, well, why do you support him? Because I like to have a healthy dialogue is important. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we just need Trump out. And I'm like, that's not a reason that you should choose a candidate. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> horrible reason. That's a terrible reason because I'm voting for this person because I don't like the other person. But that because that, that that goes against all what politics are. Well, you know, you're going against like now it's like a population. It's like basically like high school election, right? When you were in high school and you were someone's running for president, right? You had the 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 you know head the jock, right? You had the captain of the football team running, and then you had some some nerdy kid who was in like uh you know AV class, right? Well, the AV kid probably had the better ideas and probably was the more straight headed and probably could probably do things a lot better and actually get shit done. But no one really gave a shit about the policies at that point, right? All they gave a shit was about, oh, this guy's popular, so we're going to vote for him because, you know, I mean, that's how it is. So it's basically like a big, giant United States popularity contest at this point, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's pretty bananas. But, like, I, I honestly, I cannot, like, even though uh, a lot of the times, like, especially when we're going through the debates and, like, the last past few weeks with Trump's tweets, like, of course I was upset at him because he said some dumb things. Yeah. But I can't, I can't, I cannot vote for joe biden like i cannot have his policies in office especially kamala like that's a no-go yeah. like i may joke around and say i'm gonna vote for joe biden, but i would never <laughs> i could never the policies are a big thing i mean at the end of the day we're voting for policies who gives a shit the talking head and we all know the president of the united yeah. states basically is i mean they have power they're obviously in charge of the country but like the reality is it's mostly congress that controls the laws and stuff and obviously the president can veto stuff if they want to but like at the end of the day if you stop flooding you know, with left wings for like now the Senate and then the Republicans, I mean, the uh, representatives that if, if you have a lot of one side, you, you're going to have run into troubles. You're not going to have that checks and balance that you really should. And having like a Republican president, even though that the Senate is Democrat, kind of gives you that check and balance. So you're not spending, what is it, 40, what was it, $4 trillion that Pelosi wanted to spend for this uh, next phase of, uh, of, of stimulus? Where, where are you getting this? You're 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 complaining that the president's putting you putting us in a deficit, right? Which wasn't his fault, anyways, because you can't control the virus and the economy. With that said, but you want to go and continue taking more money out of a bank account that's already emptied. But I don't understand. I guess no one understands that. I mean, I enjoyed my check. Don't get me wrong; it was nice, right? I'm sure all of us did, right? Yeah, I know you did. I did. I spent it irresponsibly, but it's okay. I don't think a lot of people in America, especially people who like vote Democrat, understand like how like this works. Yeah, and how like I, I agree. Work. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's great that you're getting this money, but it's like, where is it? Like people get, and I hate this because people get excited over a $1,200 check. And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the big thing. Like I would rather sacrifice my check and have that go into like businesses that are closing True, and yeah. things like that, because that makes our neighborhoods like really bad. Like I live in, I live in Long Island, but I focus more, I came from New York city and like I, sometimes I go into the city, never will go into there ever again because everything's closed. And mm-hmm. I mean like boarded up, like closed permanently because like they have no funding. Yeah. I agree. And it's like that's that's what New York City is. And it's like I, I, I get that we 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 see the money. We're like four trillion dollars, like let it let it out. And it's like, no, 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 we gotta be very careful where that money is going. Like we actually need to see the breakdown. It's like your yeah. paycheck. When you're looking at where the tax is coming from, mm-hmm. you need to do the same thing with these policies. Which too, because the four trillion was like a splash of it was for stimulus. The rest of it was going for stuff that had nothing to do with coronavirus or the god it's like that's another thing too of these bills when they wrap other multiple things into bills i i I hate that i think it's stupid i don't it shouldn't be allowed like you shouldn't be able to wrap z with a if they have nothing to do with each other makes no sense whatsoever and it's how they get around with compromise and i guess but it's 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 freaking ridiculous but like another note what you said about new york city my wife and i love going to new york city we used to go to new york city a couple times a year it's so easy to get to from boston and we were talking the other night we're like I don't feel safe in that city anymore. I used to go to New York City. I used to walk to some. You could walk through all of Manhattan, never really have a problem, you know. And even if you were in some of the neighborhoods and stuff, as long as you were minding your own business, it wasn't 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 like in the '80s or the '70s, right? It was in the last like ten years. It was like Disney World, right? It was nice. It was. And now you're watching the news and you're seeing this stuff, and you're like, I don't even feel safe walking through Times Square, you know? No, it's bad. It's crazy. It's bad. I'll tell you a funny story. So um, I used to like every weekend I used to go um, in a city and like uh, when I had, well, when I had weekends off, I used to book a hotel in the city for me and my friends. And we used to like, you know, go out to enjoy the nightlife. Mm -hmm. So for my birthday, I know like most of the nightlife was closed, but I knew a few bars would be open. So I go in there and I stayed at the Hilton Hotel, which you think is like, you know, uh, uh, you know, uppity hotel uh, at least. I mean, I go in there and it's just like, it's just like, uh, homeless people everywhere. Yeah. We saw like as soon as you get, as soon as we got out of um, my friend's car, you see needles out on the street, which Jesus. is crazy. Because I always thought that that was a myth. Yeah. And then like I had a whole bunch of complications like in the hotel room. I mean, in the hotel in general. And I called the manager and I'm like, why are all these people in the hallway? Like, what's really going on? Because this is not sitting right with me. Yeah. And they're starting to house homeless people, oh, which God. is. Uh, that's the I'm not gonna give my opinion on that, but they're starting to house homeless people inside of these hotels. But it's like, that's the Blasio, why, the Blasio for you. Yeah, why not make that whole hotel like a homeless hotel yeah. and like so I don't have to like you know. And I'm not trying to say anything. No, but like, if you're crazy, paying money like, for a hotel, why are you you sharing yeah. a room next door to people who are gonna destroy it or some or some people that could destroy it? You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. makes no sense. No, it was crazy. We had people banging on our door, like threatening to kill us oh, if we don't open crazy. the door. Yeah. Like, and when I was telling the hotel manager this, I, I know it wasn't his fault, but he just looked so frustrated. And I'm like, I know this is your mm-hmm. job. I know you have to probably deal with this every day. But this is crazy to me because I haven't been in New York about New York City about six months. Okay. So when I come back and I had friends like traveling from out of town, we got like three hotel rooms. We got like the, you know, double suites. Yeah. So they're expecting everything and they're going through all of this. It's kind of embarrassing to me. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's amazing how the Bellagio is destroying that city in a matter of a few years. That took that between Bloomberg, which I was never a big supporter of, but he actually maintained the city pretty well, and um, also uh, obviously Giuliani, who did for several years as well. Those two guys pretty much took New York from being a shithole in the early '90s 
to being a nice place to go visit and place where people want to go see. Yep. And then a couple of years, the Bellagio just sits there and he's literally, you know, blowing it up. Like, like now it's, it's going to take years for that city to get back to normal. Yeah. And, people are saying like, oh, it's it's, it's going to snap back. I'm like, no, it's not. When no. well, Cuomo and de Blasio and 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 this in New York City, it's we're 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 not going to make a comeback for like probably another eleven years. Well, no one's living because, in the city anymore because no one has to work yeah, in the city. So all moved out. Every, all my all my my parents moved. My sister moved. Everybody moved out of yeah. the city and they moved to Florida. It's going to be like Detroit. It's, it's going to be. But it looks like yeah, you looks like you were saying something. You had that looking. No, no, I'm just uh, oh. just looking around. Sometimes so, you have that you know? glare, like you have a question. So I want to get into this uh, king face. What the hell's going on? So I heard, <laughs> I, I read a couple articles about uh, you pretty much saying that you know what he was doing, and it sounds like it was accurate. So is is this something he that you know firsthand <laughs> that he was doing when he was you know purposely having sex with people and spreading HIV and not telling them? Or oh, like I don't. So here's like here's the thing. So with King Face, like I've met him before, and I met that whole conservative side, which I don't agree with. Okay. And I'm glad I got a got I got a, got away from them. But I I met them at a at an event, and you know King Face was very triggering to me because mm-hmm. like you know when you think about conservatives, like we have like high values, like you know we 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 care about like you know uh, things that are going on in America. We care about um, we're we're mostly all uh, pro life. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw him like you know just making all this, I made sure I distance myself because I'm like oh this is not this man. So then I this is not the man that I, I want to be around, especially like if I want to build my political career. Mm-hmm. So then I I saw an interview um, with uh, uh, with one of the representatives who are running for office uh, for a Congress in New York City that was with a girl and she was talking about how Kingface uh, gave her uh, HIV. And I was like, Jesus. I know this girl from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I, I looked at my Facebook and I saw that I knew the girl. So I, like, I, I messaged her and I told her, like, you know, I'm here for you, whatever. But then I'm like, this man, like, they're, they're out here putting this man on a pedestal. Like, he's, like, the most amazing guy. Yeah. And they're saying, and I looked through the hashtag because I, I, I like to do research before I, like, assume things. So I like to have the facts. When I was looking through the hashtag of his name, there's, like, multiple women coming out saying that he gave them HIV. Jesus. So it's That's like, so how does that work? And then yeah. one, this man is married. Damn. This man is not. Ma- and I hate to like, you know, bash on him. Like, but I, at this point, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but like, this man is married, and you're out here doing these these type of things and you're 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 first of all you're a, a figure that's net really close to the president because he took a lot of pictures with the president if you mm. google his name you'll see him with the president oh, okay um and like people are like people and of course he's close to you know the the candace owens and the rest of the Brexit team and i'm not it's, i'm not taken away from the great i don't know any great things that he did but you know a lot of people are saying that he did a lot of great stuff but at the end of the day that's still some crazy stuff like and they're trying to say like all the women were lying and it's like what woman would come out of nowhere like a whole bunch of women would come out and say that they have hiv and they were all linked to you and like show tests and stuff like that's like a little weird well that's the thing too it's like you can prove it too of a test so if you have enough people to say it i mean that's a little bit it's it's no longer a coincidence you know what i mean and it's like it's like, oh, they just have all those women with HIV just yeah. happen to like, you know, be connected to you and have pictures with you, and that, that that's not right. And you're you're dating all these women, and you have a wife. So like at at that point, like he was in the hospital for, I don't even remember. So like they're like they're like um 
like trying to do a GoFundMe, and I'm a like he. I'm sorry, he doesn't deserve our money. Like yeah. that's for his family to figure out and whatever. Like at the end of the day, we are responsible <laughs> because at the end of the day, as conservatives, we put him at the pedestal. Well, he was put in the face of hundreds of women. Like I mean, this man has pictures with Trump. Imagine how many women were in his DMs. Yeah. So I, I, I can be honest. I'm not 100 percent familiar with king face but i guess he was a social media influencer is that basically his, yeah. his claim to fame he was like uh he was part of the blacks team with candace owens okay um and he called himself like a conservative thug gotcha okay interesting yeah. so i mean that go that'll grab supporters right there because now you're grabbing people who ordinarily wouldn't typically favor one that side you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's conservative side but um but he but never had any, never had any conservative values. Was always on live, you know, talking to um, to people. Uh, and y- you can do like a simple Google search and talk, yeah. like put King face in his debates. Like he hated, uh, he he was like he was with four abortions, just like talked about black people like horrible. Like I, I just wasn't for it. And what did what did he end up dying from? Was it HIV at the end of the day? Or so it's not, it's not, it's not um, proven. It? Yeah, that he died from, but. I mean, it makes sense, I, I don't right? Know, it, 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 I, the whole situation is just not adding up to me. Yeah, now if you put two and two together. I mean, a lot of times you, it's complications, right? It's never, it never yeah. actually kills and, you. Uh, but, nobody ever like dies from HIV yeah. or AIDS. Die from like a uh, cold disease or a flu. Or a sickness. Yeah. yeah, complications yeah. from it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, if enough people, I mean, one person, uh, maybe two people, uh, you get multiple people saying the same story. It's tough to get a lot of people coordinated to tell the same story. I usually, yeah. I usually th- go by the basis. If I hear three, three is usually my number because t- you can get two people together to put film of quite so. We had like remember when uh, when uh, Clinton was getting all those blowjobs, and you know, like, first you had Monica, and then you had um, the chick with the big nose. What the hell is her name? And then there was another chick, and like all these broads started coming out. And the next thing you know, there's like three, four of them, five of them. And they're all coming. It's like, well, all right. Well, all they needed was one to come out of the woodwork, and then the rest of them feel comfortable enough to say something. So if there's five, there's probably ten. You know what I mean? So I agree on this story. If there's a couple, there's probably a lot more that they just don't want to talk about. It, you know what I mean? And I was very disappointed the way the conservative movement like handled it. It, yeah. it was like they were trying to they were trying to bury it, and it's like yeah. well, that's since like that's a really serious accusation. Oh, it's huge. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's something that we need to check and we need to check immediately. Like, that's, like, that, uh, I'm not, matter of fact, I'm not, I'm going to say it. Like, if, let's say the media grabbed onto this, right? Mm -hmm. And all they would have to do is finagle it and put his face with Trump and then run those stories. And do you know how damaging that would be? Absolutely. So you would think that people who cared about Trump being in office would make sure that they separate him from the conservative movement. So that, like, you know, if this story ever does something, but never happened. No. It's it's funny how they they can bury things so great. I mean, look at uh, what's happening right now with Biden's son. How they're burying all that bullshit. Even though all those doc un, was unclassified uh, classified documents came out today on Hillary that pretty much painted her as guilty as caught red-handed essentially. So but we we've been painting her guilty for like like she, she, we knew yeah, she was guilty from the beginning. I, I, knew, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I'm True. very disappointed with Trump for not making sure that she was arrested. I feel like she's untouchable now. Like while they're running the election, like oh they're doing debates. I don't even want to hear about her anymore. If she, they're not gonna really lock her up. I, I felt like he was doing a favor because they were friends years ago. And it was almost mm-hmm. like if you're going against a friend that you're an acquaintance for something for a competition and you know i compare it to like sports you have two friends who are coaches they're acquaintances and they they don't run up the score on the other coach because 
there is a sense of, you know, we were friends before. I'm not going to bury you. And I think Trump did, you know, believe it or not, the probably the nice nicest thing in saying, all right, we're just going to bury this. We're going to not mention it. I'm not going to, you know, pursue it. Basically telling her just to go the fuck away. Go live your life, retire, and have a good time, and then open your mouth about anything anymore. But unfortunately, she couldn't hold herself, and then she's on the bandwagon supporting Biden, really, you know, rubbing the salt into the wounds. And it's like spitting on the, you know, the, the hand, you know, biting the hand that's feeding you. Because this guy was giving you a break. He could have easily prosecuted you. He could have easily thrown you in jail. He could have ripped you from all credibility. But he was being the most, you know, it's weird to say about Trump, but he was being cordial about it and being like, hey, listen, we have a, we have a history. Just it is what it is. We'll let it be. And then if I was given that grant, I would have been like, all right, you'll never hear from me again. I'm going to go live in my mansion somewhere in bumfuck and no one's ever going to see me. But nope, she can't help herself. They just can't help themselves, these politicians. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. all, it's, it's all corrupt, too. And it's like the thing is this. I, there's even evidence that the Democratic Party elevated Trump and, and like they actually funded part of his campaign to elevate him, thinking it would be an easy win for Hillary. True. I heard that as well. And look what yeah. happened. <laughs> so, so, Eddie, so you were you were pursuing a political career what do you what do you uh what is what's oh the... no just like you know just being a political political okay. advocate but okay. like you know i kind of realized that like i like i'm the type of person like i'm gonna tell the truth whether like i'm not like a, a hardcore like you see how these like hardcore republicans or democrats are yep. where they're just like you can't do nothing wrong like yeah, if yeah. you do something wrong i'm gonna call you out on it and like i've had plenty of politicians like unfollow me because like I, i've challenged them on like their their policies that they're saying that they're going to do when they get in office yeah. or or things that are just not making sense when they're speaking about it. And I'm like, if you, you can't go in office and just do that, like that's, that's impossible. Yeah. That's not even in your job. How do you feel about uh, being a New Yorker and everything? Uh, AOC, what is your uh, opinion on her? I have a, a former co-host that may or may not have had sex with her when she was a BU student. He can't yeah. confirm <laughs> that it was her, but he did know he did engage in a Spanish woman who was a BU student in the BU area. He does not know if it was her or not, but he does work at a bar that was very uh, known to attract a lot of college students at the time. So it could, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying it possibly could have happened, but he, he painted her as not a nice girl from what he understood, but this could not be her. This could be anyone else. But how do you, how do you, how do you feel about this misrepresent? The misrepresentation of I believe she's in the Brooklyn or the Bronx. What part of New York is she? She, she carries. She carries her district is a portion of the Bronx and okay. a part of Queens. She okay. actually take she her old di her district is actually where I used to live. Okay, which from what I understand, she grew up in the a nice Richie suburb of New, of of New York City, right? She didn't actually grow yeah, up in the she city. Was raised, she was raised in up uh, the Bronx for like a few, and then I think that she went. She spent the rest of her life like. An upstate or okay. in Yonkers? I heard it. Yeah, it was Yonkers or um or uh, was it Chesterfield or uh, what's it called? Uh, Westchester or something of that nature somewhere else. I see. So very different in the Bronx. You would agree, mm -hmm. right? Um. So, how did she get elected? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna like go with a little bit of conspiracy here. Okay. I felt like that she was chosen. Okay. I felt like she was chosen from the beginning, and that it was the it was America's biggest mistake to sleep on her mm -hmm. and that's how i kind of felt she was chosen is because she looked like somebody who she looks like somebody who who's not going to really go anywhere 
she looks like like kind of a joke. But this woman is very educated and very powerful, and she's very dangerous too. She was because she, well, yeah, huh? like she was right out of college, mm-hmm. moved back to the Bronx where she was from, <laughs> or Queens or whatever, and she gets elected with no political experience whatsoever. Her when you look at her college resume, is really so she did anything too political while she was there. She looked like really didn't have any aspirations to be a politician. Um, and, it, and just just happens to be like just so knowledgeable about politics, yeah. just that quick. Very odd. So I, <laughs> I find that I find that like very strange. Mm-hmm. Also, like she made I, I don't like that she made a whole bunch of promises to the people in the Bronx that she knew she couldn't help because yeah. that's not something that she could do. Like she was talking about how she wanted to uh, make sure that like all those hoods were, um, you know, changed around and that they were repainted and that. The crime is going to change, which is, like I said, is nothing that she can't do on the time frame that she's there, especially because you get chosen your um, your um, your assignments when you're when you're uh, when you become in Congress. So she made up all these lies. And then, of course, like she she roused up these these new young radical young people mm-hmm. who just listen to anything that she says and goes with it. I agree. And because it, it's like she had no roots to the Bronx. You can't say this girl lived here and was like, yeah, I lived here all these years. I have a connection with the people. And she came out of nowhere. And like you said, they're putting her on this pedestal as like this uh, icon or this like socialite. It's like, like you said, it had to be picked because now you're like, all right, we get this attractive looking young girl who we're going to stick out there that people are going to be like, oh, oh she's from the Bronx. She's, she's representing Queens. It's, 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 you know. There's more people live in Queens or the Bronx than some, you know, counties in I- Iowa, right? There's some states that don't even have as many people as close to the Bronx app that she's representing. And then all of a sudden she's like every politician's like Schum- Schumer and, uh, you know, what's the guy? The idiot Ma- Maki-, <laughs> Maki up in Massachusetts. They're using her as like a uh, like a puppet almost to like hang her out there and be like, oh, well, young people support us too. And it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think she's using them. <laughs> to be honest. You think so? Okay. I, I think she's using them. I think she's that powerful. And I said mm. this from the beginning. And I, I feel like <laughs> she's very strategic at what she does. And I feel like that she's going to burn through Congress. And she's going to be there for a very long time. The, the, what, how I know that there's something off about her situation is that she's able to cater to too many crowds politically. Okay which that takes a long time to do for any politician. Yeah, absolutely. She's able to talk to a white crowd when she's in front of a white crowd. She's able to cater to a black crowd when she's in a, near a black crowd. And she's able to really channel her lot because, of course, she's Latin. So she that, 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 that takes a long... Even there are politicians who've been in politics for years and still can't do that. They're only able to cater to oh, one audience. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's amazing and, what, what she's accomplished in the matter of two years at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree not, with you. Not in her district, though. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, too. But she has spent, like, that's the thing. Your, rep, your, your goal, when you're a representative of a district, you're, you are, the, you are the, the person to speak to the United States for your district, whether it's a couple cities or, in the case of New York City, you know, a couple boroughs. You know, your responsibility is to go to Congress and be like, hey, listen, the Bronx needs this. Queens needs this. We're trying with our local government. It's not working. We need some outreach from the federal government. How do we make this place a better place? And to me, 
these people who are representatives of their district spend way too much time in Washington, D.C. and not nearly enough time in the actual district in which they live. I, I read rumors her office isn't even open yet in Queens or wherever it's located. It's still on. It's been on the construction for two years. She has no, no representatives that are even there. It's almost like they have no representation. And we're talking about tens of thousands of people with no representation. So I 100% agree with you. They picked her out. They, they, they found the pawn. And now she's, it's kind of like a superhero movie. They took, this, yeah. they, took, they took this person and to use her, but now she's using them. And she's going to take over power. So what do you think her, uh, obviously the, her long game is probably present someday, right? But what do you think realistically which, which she's going to accomplish? How far do you think she's going to get? Because you're going to have to take down, if she wants to be a, a, a you know, a senator, you get Chuck Schumer and you get like, uh, or and if you want to be a governor, you get a deal of, you know, Como and people like that. Really powerful politicians. How is she, What's her deal? How is she going to take these people down and, you know, well, to take out Cuomo or de, uh, de Blasio right now, it's so easy. De Blasio is a piece of cake. He's a Everybody in dump. New York hates them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, of course, like, a lot of people in New York City don't understand how politics works. So when they see her on TV and she's saying that she's trying to process all these things, especially things that she's not even involved with, mm-hmm. they, don't un- they don't know how to register. Like, oh, red flag. Like, that's not what she said that she was going to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, that has nothing to do with the Bronx. But... Like I said before, a lot of people in New York City are politically kind of ignorant and they what they care about is they they like the celebrity vibe that she gives off. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that she can run for a I don't really know. I wish I could like I wish I could research her more because I could probably figure out like what kind of situation she's going like trying to go what kind of route she's trying to go through. But like. I, I wish that other people would stop sleeping on her because, like, I don't think they understand how dangerous this woman is. Like, we need, like, more, like, radical, like, Republican people in Congress so that they can go, like, at the juggler yeah. and make sure that you cancel out all these women <laughs> because they are very, very they, like, I, I think that the, the, the House has more respect for AOC than they do Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And just because like she calls things out and she does it in the public and that has never happened before. She's not like, 100- she has a problem. It, huh? But she's not 100 percent accurate usually. But she just kind of like but people don't know that people don't fact check. Like, of course. Yeah. You know. they, of course they don't fact check. But like she'll make sure that she goes in the public and like she'll say, well, Nancy Pelosi didn't do this or, you know, mm-hmm. and people are like, what? She didn't do this. Like, Let me go tweet at her and do all this yeah. other stuff. And she has a lot of people. Who she a lot of her followers are social media people. This is a new thing. Yeah. Like the 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 older Congress people, they don't know nothing about social media. Right. And look at her following. She has almost two million followers. It's crazy. Higher than almost any political candidate that's out there, except for well, in Congress. Well, here's the thing. You have one person to blame for that, and it's that current president, because he was the social media guy. And mm-hmm. it's now con now politicians, the only way you're gonna be successful to at least get the younger population i would say what 45 or younger at this point is to be on social media if you're and if you're an old timer I, I, that's the thing there's no one vote there's no one run against pelosi out in san francisco and does she <laughs> like does every year that she just run and no one didn't even challenges her because there are so many young progressive people who live in that portion of california especially that i cannot wrap my mind around they can't come up with a better person to run against her than her 
you know i think people are afraid to challenge her i yeah. think that we have like i saw like there's a few people who are trying to challenge these uh uh career politicians like there's one guy who's running against maxine waters which he's really good because he's doing the same thing that like aoc kind of did which is challenging and like really going out and going to the neighborhoods where people don't vote so he can actually get those votes yeah i think what happens is that like people just are so used to them being there and they're like just just wait till like you know yeah. they croak or retire and then we'll just leave them there and then we'll figure that out later on they don't really care that much i mean look at california it's a shithole well that's massachusetts it's for you Ten Ke ted kennedy was there since uh 65 i think he was he was a senator and the only way you could become a senator in massachusetts is literally if someone dies because they will keep on voting you in and i don't know how they get in i i, I don't i don't i don't know how Pocahontas is a senator at this point because I don't know anyone who votes for her. I honestly don't. And I, I but they they can't get a strong enough Republican counterpart to fight against her. And it just it's Massachusetts and it's like California and it's like New York and all the other liberal states out there that you pretty much when I vote for Trump, I know I'm just throwing that vote out the window on election day because there's it's it's liberal Massachusetts and that's the way it rolls. But I like to vote because I like that number because I want to see the popularity vote. And I want to see it counts on that, even though it doesn't count. It's it still kind of counts in a sense of, you know, see, I, I like to vote because I like to complain. I feel like if you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain because you didn't do anything. That's so true. by yeah. me at least going to the poll, even if I vote for someone that I write in, I have reserved my right to bitch and moan. <laughs> That's how well, I see it. You hope you're writing me in on Election Day because I no, I told you I'm voting for, for Nicki, uh, Nicki Minaj. I told you. <laughs> Well, you know, I also Republicans need to start getting more strategic on how they find candidates to yeah. run for office. Like the Democrats have done a really good job with picking the the people who are actually going to rip through or like destroy. Like we we've seen them take over seats <laughs> and destroy candidates who have been in the office for years. Like re Republicans need to do the same thing and stop taking the same action that they've been doing for years yeah. or just relying on that old school way up getting people nominated it doesn't work that way you're, you're right. going to need younger people people who are more relatable mm -hmm. and it, it it's you have to start training these people from now for for years later you know what i mean well i volunteer as a republican yeah. if the republican party <laughs> wants to take me or eddie on to be a pond to be an aoc type for the republican mm -hmm. party I, I agree. We would volunteer for this, right? Would you be up for this yeah, challenge? Yeah, I, I would definitely. I could definitely right. like rip AOC apart. Like that would be so yeah, easy. That'd be great. I'd love to see you do that. Oh, I, anybody. Should, I think we should. Uh, you know, we're putting this out here on the internet for anyone who wants to modify the Republican Party a bit and get a little bit younger. Be a fucking president. Some, some younger you really guys. Like you know. You know. Listen, if you became president, I'd be more than happy to be vice president, Eddie. Any uh, day of the week, we could. We could do. We could. We could. Make America even greater again. How's that? Yeah, sound? I can definitely take out any candidate that's <laughs> out there. It's so it's so easy because they're so not knowledgeable on policies and things like that. Like yeah. it's so easy to catch them. Oh yeah, I mean, especially with social media these days, kids are, kids, are, <laughs> kids are getting in trouble for stuff they did. Now, just think, I, I don't hold you. I'm assuming you're close to our age in 30s, 20, late 20s, 30s, whatever. So you know how like social media first, Facebook, MySpace, all that stuff. And you could go back in time. I, I get, you know, 12 years ago on Facebook, you posted this. And I read it. I go, oh, my God, I can't believe I put that on the Internet, right? But, like, just think, like, now this odd generation, there's no way to hide shit, right? I, I, I ran for local government in my town, and I had to pretty much cleanse some of my Facebook stuff. Even though I know people weren't going to be looking in for the 10,000 people that were going to vote for me. 
But just in case, because you never know where it's going to lead. You know what? That was that yeah. one weird random tweet that you did one night when you were drunk yeah. sitting there, you know, put out there and someone interpreted it the wrong way. So, oh. but just think of stupid kids now. You're, you're, say a, a 25-year-old right now has lived on social media their entire lives. And I'm sure they've said their share of stuff that they probably regret saying or they didn't really think about when they said it or they weren't, you know, sober when they said it. But someone's going to use that against them someday. And it's, I think it's kind of unfortunate. But in the same token, you got to be careful. You got to go, you know, if, if me and you are going to run for president, vice president, me and you got a significant amount of work to do. We got to clear a lot of paths of the past so no one could find anything from our MySpace account from 1990, uh, 2006. So, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm really good at making sure that I don't. Like, I've, 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 I, there was an app that you can use on Twitter that actually cleanses all your tweets. Oh. You, like you pay for it and it cleanses all your I tweets. I don't believe that at all. They, all did, they always find a way to somebody it, fought somehow. It did, and actually, like, I would, I, I probably could twist it around. Mm. Like, if they were like, to bring a tweet up, like, I would probably be like, yeah, I was young and dumb. That, that happens. I think honesty is the best policy in that situation mm-hmm. because if you clearly said something that was inappropriate or you weren't really in the right mind when you said it or some any give you any excuse on the book, if you just – I feel like even with baseball players, when A-Rod came out and said, yeah, I, I did steroids, and then everyone just forgot about it, right? <laughs> it's as easy as that. But you have Roger Clemens who's been denying it for 10 years, and <laughs> and he just looks like an asshole. Now, if Roger Clemens has said, yeah, I was put on a steroid because I was injured to make me – but it enhanced my plan. And, you know, I didn't know what I was taking. I'm sorry I took it. And he said it at that. He would already be in the Hall of Fame right now. A-Rod just said, yeah, I took some because it was supposed to help me, and I thought it was legal, but it wasn't, and I guess it wasn't. Sorry, I did it. And everyone was like, okay. Oh, A-Rod, we love you. Married to J-Lo. How could this guy go right? They know what I'm talking about. So I agree. If you do something you're not supposed to do or you said something you weren't supposed to do, own it, apologize, and call it what it is. and then Get ahead of it. Yeah. Get ahead of it. You look more like an asshole. And they usually get the wind of it. Like, politicians usually get wind of it before it's about to come out. It's like, how how do you plan for it? It's I true. mean, you're going to get it on your desk to blackmail you. So how do you plan for it? I've been blackmailed like, you... multiple times, and I haven't even done anything with my life. So there you go. So <laughs> I do think I think sometimes a lot of people keep fighting it because it's ego. Like they think I'll get away with this. Like there's no way I'll just keep fighting it. Yeah. It'll be fine. Like and their ego just gets in the way of them just saying oh, I did it and it's over. They just won't do it. True. Know? Well, Eddie, it was great having you on. You plugging anything? You have anything you want anyone to go look at or? take a look at oh no uh yeah sure um so uh of course like you're probably gonna it's, it's gonna be on youtube right it's gonna be everywhere it's gonna be okay, in, so. even the dark web someday it will be <laughs> so uh my my uh twitter is everything <laughs> is the same instagram is eddie ahim um my twitter is eddie ahim um facebook i don't really give out yeah but i don't, I don't use it. it i don't use it so it's no point in me like giving people like my name on there um, but yeah, thank you for having me. This was pretty fun. Oh man, it was great talking to you. And uh, I'd like to have you back uh, in, a, in a couple months once the election's over and get your perspective on how everything. Of course, down I'm and... always down uh, to talk about politics. Hell it's yeah, man! Thing. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for joining us, and yeah, have a good night. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Bye. All right, that was uh, Eddie Ahim. Yeah, not bad. Saved the show a little bit, considering. Uh, you know, we thought we were going 2 oh, oh for 3 tonight. We we went 1 for 2, you know. But hey, one, ba- yeah, 1 for 1 for 3. 1 for yeah. 3 rather. But in baseball, that's actually good, right? That's 33%. That's a good batting average. I should fucking google this.
<laughs> one for three is 33 percent. we were 33 percent accurate if i guess tonight and in baseball that's oh yeah good. yeah one hit for every three at bats yeah that's a good batting average for baseball now in football one out of three completions is not good for field goals even worse so we're going to look at it in the baseball perspective tonight so we weren't totally screwed i was actually looking forward to talking to penny bobby because we had a lot of questions for her that we came up with before eddie came on what are you gonna do it is what it is and this show has gone long enough such yep. A one, it's a one episode that went two hours. I hope you guys like the bonus material we had tonight because uh, I guess it makes sense because we weren't on that last week, so we made up for last week. How's that sound? There you go. You bottle it that way. There you go. All right, Adam, what uh, what's, what are you uh, selling this week? Must, you know, check out the Whirlwind Potato on YouTube. Me doing nothing has picked up traffic for some reason. It's been really big. <laughs> I don't nice. know what the fuck. Good for you. That's the American way. Sit I'm... back, relax, and do nothing and be popular. All of a sudden, it's been picking. It's no, you should see some of these numbers. I don't, I don't, I think, I think it's because Karate Kid now is on Netflix and has more of an interest. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's been like just nonstop on my channel. Oh, yeah. Kid I'm stuff. sure it's popping up in the algorithm of your uh, Karate yeah. Kid video. So good for you. And of course, check out thepacky.com. You can actually check out uh, some of um, uh, uh, Eddie's uh, story on thepacky.com that uh, Ryan had published about his. Uh, exposure of uh Kingface. That was my nickname in high school, Kingface, in case you're wondering. Mine was Babyface. Oh, baby, I'm baby yeah, face. So cute. Fucking singer. Like baby. I was, I'm thinking of the big black guy had the cute face. He was a singer back in the day. But uh I digress. So uh thank you for watching Joe. Make sure you subscribe, like us on YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh we'll see you guys uh next week. Cool. Bye. Bye.